New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com Broadcasting the very best in pro wrestling commentary since 2000. You are listening to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Brie Bella is the most dangerous woman. It's not fucking ring rust. She never was that good. It's funny when people say, well, she's like the Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty not a work. So when she says we listen to our audience, for every time that you listen, there's ten times you ignore. It's, it's, it's an appropriate. It's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. I don't know, the, the, the baseball analogy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, come on, I just think I'm well, Yaki Guy. I don't speak Japan. You fing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, fk you, DT. Wah! Wah! What do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, uh, Batista's pretty fing sexy. And, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> DonTony.com What's up, everyone? October 15th, 2018. Welcome to this edition of the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don, Tony, as always. And this week, for a second week in a row, we have the wrestling soup. Uh, controversial. <laughs> uh, not part of the Wrestling Hub Awards. Uh, <laughs> who am I with tonight? Uh, kicking down doors, uh, Missionary Thomas. Yeah, we had a pretty interesting week yeah. on social media, battling with people, I noticed. Nonstop, man. Yeah. This the con- is nonstop. I don't know. It's just fuck with uh, Soup and DTKC this week. That's you, what it is. You know what? The common denominator is that they backed off. You know, I mean, I didn't get involved in the Ryan Satin stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and I appreciate, you know, you guys didn't get involved in the uh, Kayla Braxton stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, it, you know, it died down, but... I got to tell you, man, just sitting back, I I don't know where this started. I mean, we've been on the net since the 90s. I mean, I've been around since 93 with the net before it was just chat shit. And there's always been wrestling websites that 
are off with their news. I mean, some people would just post ridiculous teasers to get you to click on a link. It'll say, you know, we'll, you know, yeah. say like, will Booker T be at Raw tonight? And then you click on it and say, no, he's on SmackDown. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, all right, you're the idiot for clicking the link. I mean, they would purposely do shit like that. But I've, I honestly don't recall ever, ever a, a time of the internet where websites just getting story after story after story after story, not just wrong, but it's not even news anymore. It's guesses. The Saudi Arabia, look what's going on tonight. All the news articles are saying that the Saudi uh, listing has been changed again. No, it was never fucking changed in the first place. Chris Jericho, you know, they, they people use cutesy words, you know, tentative, more than likely, most likely, only that Bonberta reject that we've been criticizing the last couple of months. He's the only one that said Chris Jericho will be at Bound for Glory. I mean, I just, one after the other, these websites actually thought that Loki legitimately ripped off Daga's ear. <laughs> legitimately thought that he ripped off somebody's ear. I have never That's how they reported it, man. I mean, it's I, it, a lot of it is just it's they've taken the tabloid news. They've taken the TMZs and even before the TMZs, like the Sun paper and all that shit. And they've taken these these same kind of ideas like these headline like, well, I mean, it's the same thing that the media does now. Could something that you have in your mouth right now kill you? <laughs> Tune in at 11 to find out. Oh, you know? man. It is. I've it's never seen it shit. this bad. Sasha Banks, you know, first she was pregnant. Then it was the back. Then she flipped out. Then she just needed a break. Then it was relationship problems. And then, shut the fuck up. If you don't know what it is, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I have never in my life, being on the internet, seen it this bad. But I hope people realize that when you tune into Soup, and you tune into DTKC and Solo Monster, we can't leave him out. I mean, hmm. we really do sift out the bullshit we really we do our homework I, victim. I gotta be honest i've fallen victim more than a few times to to headlines because sometimes those headlines are repeated on sites that you have more trust right but you're not like, you're not the one reporting it saying that no, you, you know what no. i mean like you're covering what someone else reported but you have these Absolutely. people oh i heard that chris jericho will be a bound for glory I heard. What the fuck right. does that mean? That They're reporting this fact, and we're it's just, just it's like horrendous. I've never seen anything like this. But um, you know, we're going to cover a bunch of things tonight. We got a plethora of stuff to get into for our chat room listeners and for everyone on the download. I promise you, we will do a contest very, very soon. It's not as easy to download. Uh, listeners because we put up a question and you can google it you can research it you can tell people online hey what's this all about when you do it live you're giving people only a couple of seconds to come up with an answer so that's why we do you know so far the contest for the live chat room listeners but sure. Later on during the show tonight, someone listening live will win an autographed DX photo. It is signed by both Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It comes with a COA. And there is a photo on my Twitter. For those in the chat room, I just, I'm posting the link right now if you want to see what it looks it's like. It's Young DX, too. Make sure that people know it's it's Young DX, yeah. not, the, uh, yeah. not the recent pictures of Triple H. 
<laughs> oh, sure, sure. But um, you, you seen those? Yeah, I've seen it. You know what's funny about those photos? I'll tell you the two things, and people will know what I'm talking about. Number one, my first reaction was, it looked like the photo booth when you go to a carnival and it takes yeah, like I've four photos, like four shots, the, one after the other. That's what it looked like. But the best part is, is that Triple H is looking straight ahead at the camera, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. Shawn Michaels, it's like Tommy Rogers looking the opposite way. Yeah. It, but it wasn't like it was as lazy. He's actually looking the other way. It's like, <laughs> what camera are you look? This camera. His lazy eye controls where he sees. You know? Oh, it was so funny, man. Man, uh, it was so funny. The face, the face the dude has. <laughs> he has the most unenthused look. I know. Like, he really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I will admit that I have said consistently that I have no problem with the little bit of nostalgia thrown into this stuff. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, I mean, look at Raw tonight. I mean, the fucking shield all over it, giving me a headache. I mean, Dean yeah. Ambrose teasing this, fucking grown men, you know, keep using, you know, lunatic, lunatic time. Lunatic time. I mean, and then they're arguing because Dean Ambrose walks away. It's like fucking 16 year olds. And when right. Dean Ambrose was first saying, you know, like, what do I make you laugh? I thought this was like a bad skit from Goodfellas. <laughs> what do I make you laugh? I make you fun. What the fuck is so funny about me? What the fuck is so funny about me? Was he going to shoot Seth Rollins? Because that would have been funny. Oh, uh, it just shot Seth Rollins in the foot. <laughs> you and I called this on Breakfast Soup two months ago, that they were going to tease dissension just to try to stir up a little bit of controversy with the Shield. Sure. We even said a month ago that Braun Strowman, they're going to tease dissension just to see the fans that are still in to get these hands, get these hands. It'll run up until December, and then there'll be the official falling out, and when Braun Strowman is done with Roman Reigns, that's when Braun Strowman will come back to the uh, other side. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so what'd you think of Raw tonight? I actually enjoyed it. I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, it was probably more fun than the last few weeks of Raw's. Uh, I, you know, I mean, even though the, the silliness of Dean Ambrose turning back and forth and stuff like that, I was okay with it. It didn't bother me in the long run because it, I just kind of felt I knew that he was just going to end up back with them. Mm. But they kind of gave him some personality tonight. Yeah. Like sick of some shit. Like there's some shit that needs to change within the shield and he's kind of sick of the direction of it. And that's fine. I'm totally fine with it. That's kind of the way he should have personality. Yeah. You know, that's been the big thing that we've been worried about with Dean Ambrose is, is he going to come back and be wacky Dean? Yes. Is he going to come back and be the titty master? I prefer him like uh, this. Yeah, I have yeah. no problem with him being a little neurotic. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That, that works. Yeah, no problem works at all. Yeah. The haircut works with him being a neurotic freak. You know, it's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. And you know what? Kudos to Renee Young. And I know some people might have caught it. Some people might not have caught it. But even though at certain points of the night, Dean Ambrose was acting a little heelish instead of Renee Young kind of going with that, the, the way that the announcers were kind of flowing, ebb and flowing. She stood by her man. Right. And I'm, that's a little interesting character arc. I'm not sure if it means anything. Right. The fact that she defended him, even when he was being shitty, it's like, Oh, okay. I yeah. like that. That's yep. all right. Absolutely. Well, you know what I enjoyed the most tonight? This, this is a quintessential example when WWE 
allows someone a little bit of creative freedom. Now, to be honest with you, the fact that Ronda Rousey is not on the roster that long is the only reason why she had that much creative freedom tonight. And it shows you that when you are not pressured, that you have to cover certain, not only bullet points, because everybody knows that they have certain bullet points they have to cover in a promo. But what a lot of these writers will do is they will tell you to make sure that you say a specific phrase or you'll say a specific line. Like they want you to be precise like that. Kevin Nash talked about it when he came back and he was feuding with CM Punk. But I'll never forget Randy Orton when he came back and he's using like lines like from Las Vegas and stuff like that. And I'm like, come on, that's not, you know, they're like, oh my God, I just thought of this fucking wonderful line. You have to say this line tonight in your promo. And then you're trying to get to that and you sometimes lose your train of thought if you notice you'll hear people repeat something in their promo two three times sometimes someone will say something in their promo that makes no sense and you know like they'll say something like to the other person they're talking to and it's like they're they're acting like they're responding to something that the other person said when he didn't say it yet so but ronda rousey tonight she obviously had the creative freedom to basically say it how she wanted to say it. You know, the one time when she said blah, blah on Bellas, you know, online, it's bitch. But she had to say Bellas, you know, because they didn't want to use the bitch term. Yeah, but tough bitch is, is her thing. Like, actually, it's kind of funny. You go on uh, like Urban Dictionary because I was looking it up. And I'm like, I think it's do nothing, bitch, but I'm not sure. And I look yeah. it up on a dictionary and she's credited with it. Yeah. Like, I guess that's her thing. And remember, who she's- else is credited on Urban Dictionary? Oh, well, there's a. Matarats. Matarats. Yes. Matarats is on Urban Dictionary by yours truly. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm in a great fucking mood. And I'll be honest with you. I know some people out there are trying to start shit on the chat room saying, oh, I'm in a great mood because I'm on with Mish tonight, not Kev. Uh, No, I'm actually on some big time pain meds tonight. Um, I actually haven't been taken. Thanks. It just does my ego. No, no, no. Well, you know, I don't want to upset Kev. And by the way, shout out to Kev. He got a much deserved night off tonight. He will be back next week with with me. And you know, okay, you know, the the burning is still there, the pain is still there. I could sit up for about a half an hour before it really starts to smart, but I took some hefty-duty Oxycontin tonight. I took right. it about a half an hour ago, so, you know, my nose is itchy, and, you know, I'm, like, a little bit riled up, which is good because it'll at least numb the pain since we obviously sure. have to go longer than a half an hour. So, but oh. let's uh, throw a little contest out there. All right. As I said, for those in the chat, somebody tonight is going to win an autographed photo of DX. You could go on eBay, go on fucking these websites. The value is, is about a hundred bucks. It's got the COA. It's 100% legit. And what, how we're going to do this is I'm going to play everybody right now a little hint, a little preview of what the, the contest is. It's an audio trivia and it has to do with WCW during the Monday Night War. I'm going to play a little hint right now. And then later on in the show, I'm going to spring on everybody the actual question. And then the first person in the chat room that tells me who the person is and what year it is, you will win the photo. So let's play the little hint to start it off. Ready? 
I know you won't be able to, oh, yo, Mish, you can hear it, because I, I set it up with the mix minus, so you'll be able to hear it. Awesome. Coming to you from Japan, a man who has made a name for himself all over the world, a man who is coming to where the competition is, and he's here because he knows one thing, like every athlete in our sport. All right, so your hint is that it's a wrestler from Japan coming to WCW during the Monday Night Raws. So that mm-hmm. gives you a time frame of what we're talking about. It's between 1993 and 2001. So let's leave it at that. Later on, we'll play the, the question, and you will basically guess, and we'll see what happens. Maybe you got to guess the wrestler and right. the year. So, all right. We'll, uh, we'll later so people are throwing up answers now yeah don't even bother posting up answers because we're not looking at them right now so by the way happy birthday john coffee one of our loyal listeners he turns 35 actually turned 35 over the weekend and a big shout out to adam demoy i mentioned you on brexit blasi uh i wanted to shout you out as well his grandfather turned a hundred years old last week And his grandfather is the one that got him into wrestling, got him into the NWA in the late 80s. Not only that, his grandfather's name is Bill Williamson, served in the Air Force during World War II. Dude, I would love to talk to a 100-year-old wrestling fan. Oh, my God. And you know what? That would be awesome. Can you imagine? That, that's fucking next level. That's a next level interview right there. Yeah. To he's, talk to somebody that's been watching wrestling for 100 fucking years. You know God. what, Adam? Because I know he's on Patreon. Adam, if that's possible that we could do this, we could fucking do a four-way. You, me, Adam, and his grandfather. Shit, we could yeah. just chat for a few minutes talking about wrestling, how far back he was a fan. And, you know, right. talk, yeah, that would be awesome. His earliest memories. How did he get into wrestling back in 1918? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So happy birthday again. Thank you for your service as well. Um, Now, Breakfast with Blasi last week, I talked about this press release that Jeff Jarrett and travel something, fucking wrestling travel or travelocity or some bullshit. They're offering travel packages to Wrestle Kingdom 13, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the one thing that I found fascinating last week was that in their press release and on the website, they referenced no prices. All right. Mm. Now, since then, they have put up prices. And it's fucking hilarious that they would write a press release and not include the prices at all. So I got the prices and I actually researched this a little bit further. I got to share this with everybody, Mitch, if you don't mind. No, please. And and I'm saying this with the utmost sincerity. I know I have ripped Jeff Jarrett quite a bit over the years for TNA, business stuff, you know, the the angle with his dead wife and all this other stuff. There's been some really, you know, questionable stuff. Once I read this, even if he got five people to sign up, how much fucking money do you think they could possibly make off this? Why would you have a company offering travel packages like this? I don't, I will bet almost everything that I own that they don't get three people to sign up for this. There's just no fucking way. How does this travel package thing work now? Because, I mean, is this like a travel agency? They're like, the yeah, they're pretty much like being like the middleman. They're setting up the travel. You know, Bob right. Ryder... 
you know, when he went from OneWrestling.com and then he went to TNA, he also did WCW. He would handle a lot of the travel as well. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to make commission off of it. So they were offering you a travel package to go either from New York to, to Japan, to Tokyo, or you can leave from California, San Francisco to be exact, to Tokyo, or you could leave from Australia, or you could leave from England, all right, from London, all right? So those are the four packages. But... Basically, they make a commission. I just don't understand. I mean, look, I we we really try to keep politics off these shows, and everybody knows I'm a Trump supporter. Well, I can explain it to you because I used to actually date uh, a person that did uh, a travel. She was a travel agent and stuff like right. that. And basically, how it works is it, it's kind of like the Travelocity and all of those where they're the middleman. Right. So what you're actually paying for isn't directly the ticket. I mean, you are paying for the ticket, but you're paying for the services that go along with. I it. totally get it. Because they'll go ahead and they'll usually, and I'm not saying that Jeff Jarrett is doing this, but in in the usual scenario, they're already taking care of your hotel room. They're making sure you have a car already waiting. Like they're taking care of all the shit you don't want to deal with. Well, this don't cover a rental car. There's there's no transportation mentioned in this at all, even though I'm sure that there is. But the thing is, is that the difference between the person you're talking about, that you knew personally in this, is that I guarantee you the person who you knew, you know, would also set up travel where somebody wants to go from New York to Orlando. Right. Or Chicago to New York. Right. Or and she New would York- actually do other things too. Like she would uh, schedule bus tours around the city. You know what I mean? Like that's what a travel agent does. Right. Like they take care of all the other stuff. You want to know uh, places to eat, what are popular places to go to to eat. They usually right. have brochures and coupons and you know, that's what you're paying for. But if this isn't that, then that, I don't right. know. Right. Well, the thing is, is they only offer these insanely ridiculously out of price range packages. There is no to go from local to local. You know what I mean? It's just these crazy packages are nothing. So I want to share with everybody. All right. I got to bring up New York first because I live in New York. Now, the one thing I want to point out out of everything is that on a lot in three of actually the New York and the San Francisco flights, they both mentioned that there is one stop between where you leave and Tokyo. So in New York, you actually have a stop in Chicago before you go to Japan. All right, so, okay, fine, no big deal. San Francisco, you have a stop in Hong Kong before you get to Tokyo. The problem is, is and I did research, it, when you go searching these travel sites and these Travelocity and everything like that, the plane ride with a stop ranges between 24 and 44 hours. So they don't tell you what the total plane ride is. And the reason why I say that is because if you stop in a particular, you have this stop in Chicago, Hong Kong, you may be stuck at that airport for 12, 16, 18 hours. (laughs) And keep in mind that from New York to Tokyo nonstop is only 14 hours. So you're going from 14 hours to possibly 44 hours. So that just gives you an idea of how ridiculous that is. But here you go. Here's the second thing. This is even more ridiculous. Wrestle Kingdom takes place on January 4th, 2019. This travel package has you leaving wherever you're leaving from on January 1st. All right, and you come home January 7th. 
So you're gone an entire seven days for a one-day event. This ain't all in, where you got four days of conventions and podcasts and Hall of Famers and all these other personalities. You got one event. So you're leaving on the first and you're going to leave on New Year's Day. Who the fuck wants to leave on New Year's Day? You have to leave on New Year's Day. And here's the best part of it all. In New York, you leave from JFK to Tokyo, one stop in Chicago. You In San Francisco, you leave from San Francisco's airport to Tokyo, one stop in Hong Kong. You get hotel as well. And you get one ticket for Wrestle Kingdom. All right. And I believe these packages are based on two people going. Would you like how to know how much this is? How long are these layovers a day? They don't tell you. Jesus. You know how much it is? Then it's based on two people going. Okay. Three, $3,999 each. 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 You got to spend $8,000 to go to one fucking Japanese event. Are you wow. fucking kidding me? Who the hell is going to do that? Seriously, I'm going to leave on New Year's Day, travel for seven days for a one-day event, spend fucking $8,000 for me and my girl to go. It doesn't say anything about meals. It doesn't say anything about transportation, although I assume it's included. The fuck is that? I'm going to spend $10,000 to see a fucking Japanese event? I don't care if if they fucking promise me 13-year-old girls blowing me after. Because I think that's legal over there. I'm not sure, but I'm sitting. No, you remember back in the day, there were a couple of wrestling personalities, you know, accused of going to Japan just for, you know, to fulfill a couple of fantasies. Yeah, yeah, suki, suki. But um, who the fuck's going to spend that? Wow, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm trying to see how much it costs if you're not using them right now. Oh, well, I did. I actually looked that up. Oh, um, yeah. Pl- okay. Plane fare is between 1400 and two grand, you know, if you want to do nonstop. And the hotel, I mean, how much could it be a night? You know, 80 bucks a night, $60 a night, you know, so you're there for. Remember, you know, it's expensive. Tokyo is, you got to be fair to Tokyo. Tokyo is pricey. Sure. So you're probably about 150 to 200 a night, well, easy for the shit, for the shit rooms. You're only going to be in Tokyo for three days. Well, okay, actually, so two nights. So you're really I only going to have two hotel nights. For two people mm-hmm. flying from New York to Tokyo, uh, for both people, it's a total of $1,258 right now. Yeah. See what from I mean? January 1st to January 7th. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to leave the same amount of dates, that's the price. That's fucking ridiculous. In Australia, it's 5599 Australian dollars, which actually comes out to about 3900 U.S. currency. And from London, it's 2999 pounds, which I think is about the same. So basically, it's $4,000 a person, two people, and that's what you get. No, I got both of them for twelve fifty eight. Well, I'm saying this is Jared's package. I mean, seriously. I mean, why would you even offer something like that? Even if you get one schmuck that signs up and goes for that, you're going to fucking have this business to get one or two people to buy something like that? That's fucking insane. Why would you even go? Fucking. Where's the other seven thousand? It's Where's the other seven thousand going? It's that's ridiculous. You know, if if I was, it, it's uh, what? Who the fuck? I'm just trying to honestly say this. You know, who the fuck called Jeff Jarrett on the phone and say, "Hey, Jeff, I got a great fucking idea. Let's offer these travel packages where it costs more than a fucking used car to go for one wrestling <laughs> event." Come on, 
why would you even start a business like that? I could see if you, oh, New York to Nashville for, you know, Impact Wrestling's event that's going to take place in January. You offer packages like that also where it's only 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Okay, you you make little side deals and you hope for the big whammy. It's just like me and insurance. I write car insurance. I write house insurance, $100 commission, $80 commission, $200 commission. And I hope that, you know, I hit the jackpot and get the shopping center. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? So, but you gotta fucking do the small stuff. Who the fuck would set that up is, a business it, it, like that? Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, especially if there's no perks or anything else added to it. And even if there are perks, man, that better be a lot of fucking perks because that's literally double, more than double the price. Yeah, it's, that's. I don't. Really yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. And they don't even offer you like front row ticket. You know, even though it's probably reserved for the oh, family no, of Yakuza. No, uh, first class. It's all coach. Yeah, it's all coach. Are the tickets coach? They're all coach. You know, <laughs> the ringside seats are reserved for family of Yakuza. So you're not get. You don't even know where the fuck you're gonna sit. You know, you're gonna end up sitting in the back, flying in on a coach. Oh, they lose your luggage halfway God. through. I would never. The luggage is stuck in. Why Chicago. would you spend money like that? My God, that's fucking crazy. Wow, you know, I, I I wouldn't even do that for WrestleMania. Eight thousand dollars. That's that's sick. That's fucking sick. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Well, anyway, um, you know, look, I want to congratulate him only because, you know, he did offer me, you know, the opportunity and a nice deal to come to Illinois, even though I couldn't go. Want to give some congratulatories to Conrad Thompson. He got married to Ric Flair's daughter over the weekend. Did he? Yeah, he married Megan. And it looked like a nice ceremony. So I really do want to, you know, wish him congratulatories. I mean, it's nice, nice to see. Um, congratulations to Abyss, who went into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. I know a lot of people think that in a fucking <laughs> Snickers bar would make some people's <laughs> night. You know what? You're amongst your peers. You're getting some acknowledgement. I, I, I think that's nice for Abyss to get. Yeah, no, for sure. He deserves it. Sure. I mean, that company needs to give him something for all of his years of dedication when he shouldn't have had so many, so much dedication. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. And you know what? I also want to give some congratulatories. And before we went live, I actually prepared you that I had about 50 seconds of, you know, this song. Uh, Mickey James won a music award over the weekend. I, did you hear about this? Me and Joey and John ripped the shit out of this song. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, it's a little rough, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad you like it, but I don't like it. I just said it was okay. I mean, the level yeah. of country music has really gone south to fucking win best single recording. Yeah. It's I, well, rough, actually, you yeah, know I what? Love James to death, and 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 people know that I wouldn't bag on my girl, but whew, she is not a country singer. No. <laughs> she, but did you, you know, keep in mind, uh, obviously, you know, what's her face, Pocahontas? What's her name? Uh, the politician. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, the one from today that uh, that she revealed that she's one one thousand twenty fourth fucking Indian. Well, right. Elizabeth Warren, you know, yeah. she wasn't. At, this was the Native American Music Awards. That's actually the award that Mickey James won. Best single recording for the Native American Music Awards. That's fair. Uh, she is she is native. She does have actual legit roots into uh I I, I don't know what a 
Sue? Is she Sue or is she Cherokee? Something I don't like I don't know. I actually never looked that far. And, you know, unfortunately for the adult magazines back in the day, they really didn't <laughs> profile that either. You know, we just, you know, just looked at her. You know, it wasn't in her parts. bio? It wasn't in her bio. I don't even remember. I, you know, I still have. I told you this. I, st I still have about four of those leg show magazines sealed in the plastic, never opened. Yeah, you did tell me about that. I got to send you one. I really do want to send you one. I'm not going to lie, and I know this sounds really fucked Shit, up. Don't send it to me. I'm a fucking well, tinkle. Yeah, that's head. true. That's true. We gave it away as a Patreon prize one one month. Somebody uh, you know wanted it. I sent it to him as a surprise, but... You know, I I'm, I have them in a box. They're sealed. The plastic is never open. And I like said to myself, I'm like, okay, you know, these things are probably not going to be worth anything unless something tragically happens to her or she fucking goes on a mass murder spree. So I'm probably just better off just giving them away as prizes. <laughs> as long as somebody's older. I mean, look, I've seen the photos. We had them on our website for years. Oh, yeah. She's delicious. Dude. I, you know what? She is sexy, and I remember her back from Alexis Lurie. I will never forget one of the last matches before she went to TNA was her versus Danny DeMonto in New Jersey, and we went to that event, and she tore it up. She tore it up. I mean, she can hang with the boys. Yeah. She really yeah. could. No bullshit. Um, and speaking of hanging with the boys, I don't know if you've taken notice of this. I wrote this. On Twitter earlier today, at Don Tony D, by the way. Uh, everybody listening, you know, follow me on Twitter because we're going to start doing contests on Twitter as well, just for my followers. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but especially over the last month, WWE has had quite a few of their women, hit, quote unquote, hitting men. Throwing yeah. moves on them. Now, look, I know we had the match at WrestleMania with Rousey and Triple H, but if you notice lately, a lot of the mixed match challenge, you got women hitting moves on men. You have Ronda hitting security guys. You have, mm. this is going on a lot lately, and yet no men are allowed to hit the women. No, I mean, they're women. You don't hit women. Oh, it's supposed to be equal opportunity. The women what? are allowed to hit the men. Oh, that's not how feminism works here, DT. Uh, and I'm saying it's just in wrestling. I'm not saying in real life. I'm talking about wrestling. And you notice women are executing men, you know, executing moves on men. I shouldn't say execute Because men. it's shocking. It's it, it's supposed to give that women in the audience that feel like, oh, look, girl power. Girl power. Look at her. She's she's hitting him. Girl <laughs> power. The fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, man. But um, and by the way, to the guy in the chat, no, I'm not doing it to boost up numbers on Twitter. What what what? So I could fucking go up to JD from NY and say, ah, just passed 11,000 followers. I don't give a fuck how many followers I have. If I really gave a fuck, I'd pay forty dollars and get 50,000 followers added for fucking nothing. You know, yeah, they yeah they're all bots. I yeah. fucking do it because I like to interact with all listeners. I like to go back and forth. I just don't <laughs> like brain dead stupidity. Right, man. It's all good. Anyway, you want to hear a little sample of Mickey James's song at the Native American Music Awards? Absolutely. I, I can, yes. All right. Absolutely. Here's about a minute of it. Like I said, I'm, I don't listen to country music. It's, to me, it's not embarrassing, but, you know, I'm, I, I say this with the utmost respect. I don't know how many Native Americans fucking do sing and make records, but I would I really got to research and see who she went up against. But this is the best single recording of the year, the Native American Music Awards. Mickey James. 
I can't hear anymore. <laughs> you know what I notice? You know what I notice? To sound a little more country, you always have to add a little bit of accent. Instead of saying, don't tell me how you uh, tell me how to come in, it's like, don't tell me how I want for you to let me in. It's like, you got to add that little extra fucking... A twang. Got to uh, add that twang. Uh, you- twang, unless it got that twang. Oh, man. Well, you know, congratulations. And I really mean that because I am a fan of Mickey James. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm, I'm glad you won something. something. For it. Yeah, everybody gets everybody. You remember, it was everybody gets a trophy. Then That's everybody right. breaks a record. Now it's everybody wins an award. I'm sure. Yeah. Rest in peace, John, Don Leo Jonathan. Died over the weekend, age 87 years old. Mm. You know, way past all of our, you know, wrestling fandomhood. He retired sure. in 1980. There is some vintage footage of him online. The guy was a beast. Yeah. Big motherfucker. When he started mm. out in the 50s, he looked a lot smaller. But to me, he got bigger as his career went. And I don't mean fat big. The guy was 340 pounds at some point. Jesus. Um, his nickname was the Mormon Giant. He was actually in the movie. He had his, a small little cameo in Paradise Alley with um, Sylvester Stallone. I think it was 1978. Okay. Yeah, so he died over the weekend. WWE uh, paid a little tribute to him on their website as well. He is, you know, legit badass back in the day. So cool, Yeah, so rest in peace, Don Leo Jonathan. Um, did you see Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory? Did you see the end? <laughs> I guess it would be probably better to say. No, I was not around to watch Impact, although I did hear kind of amazing things. I did watch the induction and I did watch the uh, the the uh, I guess I want to say the fisticuffs between Aries and uh, Joe Parks. Oh, the press release. Yeah, I yeah, watched the, all that, yeah. but I didn't actually see the pay-per-view. Was it good? It was good. I mean, I skimmed through some parts of it. You know, the big quote unquote controversy is that Austin Aries uh, shot on uh, John uh, Im- Johnny Impact okay. you know, gave the middle finger to Don Callis got up and walked out for it, to be a little bit more specific at the very end you know Johnny Impact hit his finishing maneuver pinned Austin Aries for the 1-2-3 soon as Austin Aries got pinned he basically got up walked out of the ring um, was bad mouthing the fans. I think he gave a couple of fans the finger. You know, Johnny Impact is standing there like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Then he walks down the rampway, gives the middle finger to Don Callis and leaves. So all over the net last night, holy fucking shit, Austin Aries went rogue. You know, he he, he shot on Impact Wrestling. You know, then some people, they use some added words to try to cover their ass in case they're wrong. That, you know, it appears it was a work shoot. It was a work shoot. Yeah. And all today, did you see Austin Aries went rogue? Yeah, a buzz, man. Austin Aries went rogue. He deleted tweets last week. Now he went rogue. He fucking (laughs) got up and left. He gave away the business. He just no-sold the move. He walked out. And I got to be flooded all over Twitter. Did you see the rogue thing he did? What do you think, work shoot? Now, here's my opinion of the whole thing. This is what I said earlier online. Not everybody has to agree with me. This is my opinion on it. 
specially impact wrestling. You could call them the number two promotion, number three, number four, whatever you want to call them. They are still a global company. They're in dozens upon dozens of countries. They're trying to survive. They have worldwide audience, no matter how big or how small it is. And I guarantee everybody out there, if a wrestler, we're not 1996, where you fucking go to turn on your computer and it takes four minutes for Windows 95 to kick in. Then it takes another fucking three, four, five minutes for your fucking modem to connect. And because everybody's on the net, you keep getting a busy signal with your dial up. And then you go online because there is no social media. You got to post it in a prodigy chat and hopefully that people start fucking writing it. This is 2018. This is fucking Twitter. This is where you could fucking get up and go in the other room and because your dog took a weird shit on the floor that you could stream it live in about 10 seconds. In my honest opinion, what I wrote on Twitter earlier is get well wishes to the management at Impact Wrestling. Somebody from the family, since they were in New York yesterday, somebody from the family must have went there to collect and Impact Wrestling didn't have their fucking money. So they broke all their fucking fingers. Nobody in Impact Wrestling Management fingers were typable. They were all broken yesterday. Because if somebody went rogue in a main event of a company that is barely trying to survive without digital content, which you and I actually talked about 11 months ago, which I plugged on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah, I, people know what I'm talking about. Um, they would have immediately went online on Twitter and fucking tried to make damage control about an employee going rogue. That is not acceptable. It is not allowed. It is unprofessional. When fucking Silver Star or Sexy Star, whatever it was, when she fucking yeah. was inappropriate in a ring, where did that take place? Mexico? Right. A different fucking language. And yet within two minutes, there's fucking statements and things online, inappropriate, not allowed, disgusting, terrible, blah, 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 border wall. I mean, they fucking wrote shit nonstop. Last night, if an employee goes rogue in a main event and gets up and no cells and move and walks out and gives everybody the finger, management doesn't make an immediate statement online. Why do I sound like much you mean right now? Why would you not write a fucking statement online that the actions of Austin Aries is totally inappropriate? Now there's rumors that he is gone. Now, I don't know if these people are saying that because like, Oh my God, after him going rogue, Impact Wrestling could never have him stay on the roster. So now they think that he is gone. And if he's really gone because his contract is up and he's no longer going to wrestle for them, even more of a reason to go on the net last night and say what Austin Aries did was totally inappropriate. He's fired. Let me play devil's advocate for a second. Sure. <clears throat> Let's say you're completely right. The whole thing is a work. What's the point of it? It gets people talking about TNA or Impact. Right. Impact suffers right now from identity. Right. They, they have no identity. Right. They've really lost their identity. I think the last time that people really tuned into Impact, as far as the casuals go, was probably Matt Hardy. Right. It really was. When they switched over and they <clears throat> lost their their uh, uh, regular deal, and now they're on Pop TV, and then they're in Canada and stuff like that. 
You know, it's it's changed things. It's not the same as what it was. So now they're in the middle of an identity crisis. And someone, whether it was Aries or one of the creative minds within Impact or Anthem, came up with the idea of let's let's make it look real. Right. But don't you think if it's if it's supposed to be perceived as real, that when the main event, someone that was your champion going into the main event of a pay-per-view people just made paid money for and you want to give the suspension of disbelief that what he did was rogue you mean to tell me that a company wouldn't immediately make a statement to say his actions were are unacceptable and not tolerated and this is and that that gives more realism to it when a management company and this is why i say this i invite anybody out there to go to at impact wrestling on twitter Soon as this pay-per-view event event ended yesterday, they're posting little clips of things that happened throughout the night. They congratulated Johnny Impact. They talked about all this other stuff. They were active on social media last night. If this is supposed to be suspension of disbelief and you're supposed to have some reality in this or try to give that perception, why would a management company totally not make a statement saying that that is not allowed, that is not acceptable, you know, that's disrespectful for the entire roster and this is and that. To me, in my opinion, they blew a huge fucking opportunity to make this even more realistic. I agree. They could have taken full measures in order to make it even seem, I mean, hell, if they were smart, they should have worked TMZ or up in uh, Canada. What do they have? The sun? They should have worked the sun. You know, said, oh, my gosh, can you guys believe what the fuck Austin Aries did? And the son would have been like, well, tell us more about it. Boom. There you go. Hook. Now you have an actual publication feeding into your storyline. No, I totally agree. They could have went an extra 10 yards easily, but I still don't see anything wrong with it. If the plan is in order to get people to talk about impact, then it worked. Whether people are like, oh, this is cornball and cheeseball and whatever. Or if they're like, fuck. Because, I mean, I saw people literally tweeting us saying, Impact is better than WWE. And I'm like, what the fuck happened last night that I missed? That all of a sudden people are, I mean, not like people aren't abandoning WWE to begin with. But why are people all of a sudden abandoning WWE and jumping on the Impact bandwagon? So You know what the problem is? They, this is what a lot of companies have a problem with. They have people in the inner circle who are writing this, promoting it, posting, putting stuff online. And almost everybody there are former wrestlers. And they don't have someone who has, that has the, not the, just the devil's advocate. Cause I always felt that that was something that Dixie Carter needed. She needed somebody to play devil's advocate to show why something actually does look stupid, you know, but what they don't have in my opinion is they don't have someone that looks at it in the fans perspective. They look at it in the wrestler's perspective. So the wrestler's perspective is there. You're looking at them instead of them trying to, you know, portray it to you. And you need people there also that says, look, you know, it might be wise to put up a little statement or something because wrestling fans, I mean, you're going to, why would you be silent about somebody doing, you know, you have to have that side of it also. And I don't think they have that. They, they missed a shot. And and people in the chat room, like ass is uh, ass aficionado is saying is like, does anybody really even care about Austin Aries? And, uh, and I think it was boom chocolate. I said, no, not really. 
But the reality is, is Austin Aries is a perfect candidate for it. Yes. If you realize the people that are watching Impact Wrestling are a lot more diehards than casuals these days, then there are people that are very familiar with how Austin Aries was treated in WWE. Sure. They're very familiar with how Austin Aries left WWE. I'm a big fan of Austin They're Aries. familiar with his personality, and he has a very grating personality. And I think that they're using the things that he's done outside of wrestling and the way he was handled by WWE in order to purvey that kind of a character and impact. And if his character is going to be, fuck you, fuck this company, fuck this bullshit. And he's going to be just a a curmudgeon. And then that's kind of the, the aura that he's presenting as a character. People are going to feed into that because it's, it's an MO of his personality archetype, right? It's something you would expect a guy like Austin Aries to do. And that's where, that's where the line of illusion, the, the, the belief and disbelief kind of blur, because in some senses we know that it's wrestling ergo, it's all a work, but the, the disbelief or, or the, the unclarity of the whole thing comes in. Well, Austin Aries is kind of a dick. He is kind of a guy that'll tell people to go fuck themselves and burn those bridges. Would he actually do that? Would he actually just no sell and fucking walk out the ring and flip everybody off? Right. And that's where it becomes interesting. Now, right? I, I liked yesterday. I just Anthem capitalizes on that. Whether Impact and, and the creative team knows how to capitalize on that, as you pointed out, they don't have all the faculties or they don't understand everything that they could have done in order to really sell this. Yeah, you you but have to. I yeah. always feel. Yeah. With any storyline, you you have to close your eyes and pit. I always felt this way. You have to picture what would you do in real life. That's why I always loved what Bobby Heenan used to say when he was managing. Like, if you're really trying to get away from someone, you're going to fucking hop the guardrail. You're going to do everything in your fucking power. You're not going to just stand in the corner and look like you're fucking scared like a bad horror film. And I just close my eyes and I say, okay, if I was really a wrestling company that's global and somebody legitimately went rogue and embarrassed my fucking promotion and embarrassed our employees and embarrassed our workers and embarrassed and screwed over the people who paid for the pay-per-view, what would our reaction be? Do we just keep quiet and say, oh my God, did you see what fucking blah, blah, blah did earlier? Or would you go immediately online, apologize to the fans, apologize? And I know why they didn't do it. You know why I didn't do it? Because uh, let's play devil's advocate one step further. Imagine if Impact did write that last night. What you would have gotten is smart marks and smart asses and some websites that would have said, you know, this wasn't real. Why are you fucking making statements like that? But right. yet, but yet today on TMZ, we got front page main headlines about Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella going at it on Instagram. They're putting storylines as legitimate news on TMZ. What's next? Lori Strode tells hey, Michael had, Myers, fuck you. He had some good Instagram replies. It was, Did you read those replies? Sure. I laughed my ass off. It was funny. Ronda Rousey is on fire. She was uh, great. She was yeah. great. But for TMZ to cover it as if it's real. That's I'm saying, I'm right, but I'm saying to myself, what's next? Since Halloween 2018's coming out, the movie, what are we going to have on TMZ? Laurie Strode told Michael Myers, fuck you. At the end of the day, this is a storyline. Sure. It's a storyline. Why does TMZ have that front page news? 
the difference is, is that you're right. It's a storyline, but you can't compare wrestling to movies or TV or anything else like that because TV and movies, while they give you the suspension of disbelief while you're watching it, you ultimately know that you're watching a movie or television. Wrestling is one of the few mediums that's almost like a Broadway play, whereas the actual actors can interact with one another and they can do things to the audience. And in this, they don't physically do anything to the audience. They fuck with the audience's head. That's the whole point. But it shouldn't be TMZ doing that. It should be fans sure, doing fuck that. fuck them all, dude. I would use every goddamn media outlet I could. Oh, yeah. You know? No, no. It, it, WWE was brilliant for getting that fucking front page. That's why they yeah. mentioned it tonight. Oh, and, you know, we haven't even talked about Saudi Arabia yet. Um, ah. one, one thing first. You know, there's. It, it looks like it could very well be happening, but word around the campfire, and some people are saying that Impact Wrestling may be moved to a 10 p.m. the midnight time slot on Pop TV starting uh, next week. Okay. If they move to 10 to 12, um, I really think they need to up it up a notch with their adult. Uh, you know, like to be a little bit more adult oriented as far as the demographic goes with their content. Take advantage of you going from 10 p.m. to midnight. Sure, you know, you can't do things like the Attitude Era, but fucking capitalize. Seriously. Well, you know, they don't, this, you got every fucking group out there for every little thing. I mean, what kids are watching TV at midnight? I understand it, but everybody's Hulu, <laughs> YouTube. They can watch it at one o'clock in the afternoon. You know, they, they, they should try to maybe up this a little bit with their content. Try to go a little bit more adult oriented. You know, everybody out there keeps saying, oh, we want an alternative for WWE, but yet fucking Impact only gets 183,000 viewers. Right. You know, right. so it's, you know, it's, I, I hope that they could survive this, but they really need to maximize it. I mean, you know, the best yesterday was the Chris Jericho thing, you know, and Eli Drake, you know, when he makes a challenge to any stupid idiot, you know, you play, <laughs> kudos to Eli Drake and everybody else who played right into it. They teased a former WWE star, superstar there and ended up being James Ellsworth, which was nice to see. Um, and, you know, we, we all... Have- Good, good. No, I said he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. where's the intergender thing? Right. Bring that back. What, why would you put that on the shelf unless, you know, he's going to go back to bring back the intergender? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll get to play that trivia shortly. Shout out to everybody listening live. You look at the chat room, Mish, uh, big audience tonight. I think some, some probably the, you know, win a prize. So we'll get into that momentarily. Let's talk a little bit about Saudi Arabia. All right. Um, you know, you and I (laughs) talked about this already and I know you had an extensive conversation on wrestling soup as well. I, everybody needs to check that out, especially with what went down on, Social media today with you guys. It was fucking hilarious what you guys did. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to get in the middle because, you know, I have no beefs with anybody else right now. But, um, you know, I, one thing I wanted to say all along, you know, for the newer listeners out there, I, you, I'm sure you don't give a shit, but I did not see the first Saudi event. I protested it. All right. Yeah, I will criticize women on this show. I criticize men on this show. I don't criticize people because of their gender. I don't criticize people because of their sexual orientation or their nationality. I criticize people when they deserve it. You know, thank fucking God when I got all these fucking white knights ripping me to shreds last week because of Kyla Braxton and me getting into a little Twitter war. 
-hmm. One thing I got to give credit to her and everybody else. Nobody out there played the woman card on me. Not one person. That's why at the end I said to everybody, like, look, you know, look, it's over. Please don't harass her. Don't harass any fucking 13-year-old fans because they don't know any different. They're kids. Right. They're just looking up to the, you know, somebody in WWE. And I wanted to play the high road. Okay, it's enough, you know. How it started was ridiculous. It was an anonymous tweet. You know, she fucking went to town with And we had this little thing. But the thing is, the reason why I'm bringing it up is this. I didn't watch the Saudi Arabia event originally because I feel that you don't take blood money like that. And that's what I called it originally. Don't take blood money like that. And then you try to justify it because when the money comes back into your bank account, you're going to give the women a little bonus or you're going to give them a, their own pay-per-view. You You don't justify, you know, something like that by doing something else. I hate when people try to justify bad behavior because you did good behavior before. You know, you sure. just, you just don't do that. And, but I also said in a business sense, WWE is very smart to ink this deal. You know, rumored a billion dollars for 10 years or whatever. I mean, you're an investor in a stock market. You know, I laugh at these wrestling websites that write, oh, WWE lost a billion dollars over the last two weeks. Do you fucking realize that this, this is the stock market? Stocks go up, they go down. Since then, the stock went back up five, six, six dollars a share. Yeah, but all the all the markets and oh, sure, rate. sure, the tech, everything uh, went down. Yeah. I mean, you can't just look at a number one day and say, "Oh my God, WWE! They went from ninety five dollars to eighty three. What's going on?" And this is that. That's not you. You show right there. You know nothing about the stock market. But the thing is, is that when when you have investors investing millions and tens of millions of dollars in WWE by buying this stock. It is an entertainment company. So sure. when they see the WWE inks a billion dollar deal with Saudi Arabia, all right, forget about your morals. Forget about that I didn't watch it. Forget about everybody else that wants to cancel their subscription because they don't like Saudi Arabia because of this or this and that. You know, at the end of the day, it's business. And you and I said this two months ago. That if Shawn Michaels is gonna come out of retirement, it ain't gonna be at WrestleMania, it ain't gonna be at SmackDown 1000, it ain't gonna be at fucking Royal Rumble, it's gonna be because Saudis offered him millions and millions of dollars that you can't pass up because you got a family, and as long as Undertaker gave him his blessing. All right, so now Saudi Arabia, they have this event lined up, and then we have this tragedy with this Washington Post reporter missing, and now we pretty much all but confirmed he's dead. About a week ago, I went online and I told everybody, even though you and I had talked about this already, I went online and told everybody, pay attention to this story. It may not be a big deal right now, but mm -hmm. if this develops into something further, it could affect Crown Jewel. The immediate reaction was, what the fuck are you talking about? It has nothing to do with WWE. And then all of a sudden it became a big deal. Why? Because Democrats were that don't like Trump, see Linda McMahon in the 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 Trump or you know the Trump government and they say, oh, you know, you should do the right thing. And then Republicans join up and also said that we people should not be doing business with Saudi Arabia right now. So WWE has investors and they have billions of dollars of worth and one business decision could fucking have this stock take a tailspin. Could you imagine 
And I'm not talk, talking right now. I'll be quick, Mish. I'm not talking as a fan right now of wrestling. I'm not talking as anything in support or against Saudi Arabia. I'm just saying just in straight business. All right. If WWE turns around and says, we're pulling out of Saudi Arabia. This is unacceptable. We cannot do business with anybody like that. And Saudi Arabia says, fuck you. And they pull their, their billion dollar deal. Mm -hmm. You don't think investors out there are going to turn around and say, they just lost a billion dollar deal. What the fuck? What are we going to, what's the next super show? Where's the next fucking gigantic deal? Is Japan on the verge of inking a $500 billion deal? No. Is England, London, I know we all got NXT UK. It ain't doing nothing about finances right now. So there is no other opportunity on the table right now. And if they lose that deal, they can lose a gigantic amount of money in the stock market. So they have to invest to answer the investors. So for those out there, WWE better do the right thing. Sports Illustrated, some WWE wrestlers are uncomfortable with Saudi Arabia. I'd fucking be uncomfortable when you deal with a country like that, what they do to gays and fucking women. It's that you're just waking up at that now? Oh, the money was fine fucking six months ago, but now, oh my God, because we were always discussing wrestling and because we were in this little bubble and we're doing fucking Total Divas and Total Bellas and fucking WWE Network stuff and movies and interviews and all this other shit and I'm in China, I'm in this and that. Now I got to pay attention to fucking what Saudi Arabia is really all about. I'd be scared shit to go in that company, right, that country right now also. So it doesn't matter how nervous the wrestlers feel you know what you shouldn't have fucking inked the deal in the first place i don't it doesn't matter how fans yeah. feel so this is all about business so what wwe did and this is where websites should have really i said this earlier in the week you want to be the next Meltzer. you want to be the next Aptor. you want to be the next wade keller you want to pretend to be one of them all right it's not saudi like, arabia yeah, it's well, it's not what you always write, but it's what you don't write. And the thing is, is that when you take a step back and you look at the Saudi Arabia thing, what WWE did was they quietly removed the mention of Saudi Arabia on their website, just like they quietly removed Hulk Hogan a couple of years ago. No original press release. Like I said, do you ever remember a press release of no. WWE removing Hogan? Find me a press release when they originally did that. They quietly take things off to avoid scrutiny, to avoid right. backlash, to avoid negative publicity. And then what all these websites do is they try to guess. What does WWE get do? Oh my God, it's no longer in Saudi Arabia. Canceled! And then all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, boom, it appears again. Then all of a sudden it disappears. And people are writing, it's here, it's there, it's this. The bottom line is this, everybody. There is a chance that WWE may move the event outside of Saudi Arabia. There is definitely a chance of that happening. There North is, Korea. yeah, it's, there is, <laughs> there is news <laughs> developing as we speak. Pompeo is on his way to Saudi Arabia to try to find out what's going on. There's rumors that the Saudi government is going to admit that, that the interrogation was not authorized by the government and he was killed accidentally. You know, they, they yeah, torture. Too, yeah, right. they torture. But they didn't plan on going one step further. They wanted to get him close to death, but not actually dead. And unfortunately, sometimes people can't handle it. 
Right. You, know, you go up to a 75-year-old man right now and go, ah! Might, one out of a thousand might catch a heart attack and drop dead. So True. the bottom line is, is that WWE right now is being very slick and they're removing references to avoid people talking, you know, talking, oh, it's on a website. So today it's on the website. It was put back up yesterday. Right. So now WWE is monitoring very closely of where this goes. If the U.S. government tells people to stop doing business with Saudi, if they put uh, certain things, you know, on the government and the, you know, whatever it is, and you see businesses pulling out in droves, but you see other businesses still doing business there, all right, you may be offended. You may be offended that a reporter was killed and WWE still doing the event there, all right? But you weren't offended when Saudi Arabia were killing gays and other stuff back in the day, but yet you were fine watching it six months ago. I'm not saying that any fans are right or wrong. All I'm saying is, is that what you think, what I think, well, does it matter six in months WWE? Ago, I mean, right now, this is a, a real thick political climate. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Trump is looking to punish Saudi Arabia if this guy ends up dead. You know, well, he uh, is dead. I mean, they just don't know if the if the prince well, knew about supposedly it. the Turks were the ones that had video footage and pictures of it, but that never came forward. No, so. because you could. There was no roaming in this. The bottom line is, is that WWE is, is going to answer to investors. That's what it is. It's what it comes down to. And no, then I not, think answer the president. If the president well, says, oh, sure. If the president puts sanctions on Saudi Arabia and the president and the government says every business should stop doing Saudi Arabia immediately. WWE may have to follow suit with everybody else, but if it's still optional and it's still up in the air, this is why I said this earlier today and I had a, an issue with some people online. I said earlier today that there is no proof yet that the Saudi prince knew about this. this. As yeah. a person. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really trying to put you in Vince McMahon's shoes or in the shoes of the government or anything else like that. What do you think is the right way to handle something like this? You're right. In one scenario, you have a billion dollar deal I'll tell you. that you need to contract with. But at the other hand, you've got a lot of employees that are probably legitimately scared right now well, and don't know what the fuck is going I'll, on. I'll tell you. And you're supposed to go to a hostile oh, country and I'll, perform. I'll tell you exactly my opinion on that. Women are not allowed in that country to perform. There was a, a video that showed up on a screen where a woman in WWE was featured. And Carmella. All the, yeah, Carmella. And all the men fucking had orgasms in the crowd. And Saudi Arabia was ready to behead somebody. All sure. right. I did not watch that event because I just can't believe, just to make a statement, it's a tiny statement, but I just can't believe that WWE would, with a clear head, ink a billion dollar deal with a country that I know has a 30 year plan and everything like that, but still, you know, went to a country where, you know, in the middle of the women's revolution, in the middle of all the statements they're making about women and equality and wrestling, you know, to turn around and ink that deal anyway, you're dealing with a country that has a lot of issues. All right. Having a 30 year plan is great. But you don't know what's going to happen 30 years from now. All right. I could right. turn around and say, I got a two year plan that I'm going to lose 80 pounds, and two years from now, I'm 10 pounds heavier. All right. Just making promises. Oh, women are allowed to drive now. <sighs> you know, they made this deal, and the wrestlers went there six months ago because there was no, 
controversy like this. So they were fine that women were not treated equal. They were fine that, you know, although publicly gays and, you know, lesbians, you know, have rights like everybody else, but meanwhile, privately, people are being, you know, stoned and this is that, and, and you see a lot of, you know, inconsistencies with the way it's, they have a, they want everybody to have this perception about Saudi Arabia's future, but there's still a lot of issues with it, and they still ink this billion dollar deal. So right now, they knew what they were getting into when they signed this deal. And stock market investors loved it because they don't give a fuck what country they're dealing with. They don't give a fuck about all the things that are going on in that country. All they know is that the people that they're investing in just inked a billion dollar deal. So if I was WWE right now, what I would do is they did not mention Saudi Arabia tonight. They never mentioned the word Saudi Arabia. All they kept saying is crown jewel, crown jewel, crown jewel, crown jewel. Right. They could fucking sure. turn around and make you know, a, a, a house show three weeks from now, the crown jewel. All right. But right now everything is a go for Saudi Arabia, but they're basically doing not same as Hogan, but they're trying to do that little slick thing where it's on the website. Saudi Arabia is mentioned on the website, but they're not saying it publicly and they're being very, very quiet it's about it. So tickets either yet. Right. It goes on sale October 19th. They're going to see where this goes. They're going to see where this goes. And if it ends up that something comes out that the prince knew about it, you know, basically WWE managers could be like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, you think they, ca I mean, I'm not saying this to sound like an asshole, but do you think the WWE really cares that a reporter got killed over there? Let me like, ask you they, this. They knew what this country was. How much money do you think that they've already gotten in their pocket? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the financial reports will show it. I mean, I looked at the last quarter earnings and it really did not break down what they got from Saudi Arabia. But, you know, I mean, I could probably research it further and get that number. But the bottom line I'm just asking for a guesstimate. How do you think a deal like this would go down? Because I don't know how anybody would structure a billion dollar deal. Well, they probably get money every year. Well, for a certain amount of events, are they splitting up the billion dollars over those events? Oh, sure. Or did they give them a lump sum? No, if, if WWE doesn't come through on their share of the bargain, you know, you got to understand something too. You know, people out there that are whining that Samoa Joe didn't make the the rumble or right. people are losing qualifying matches. This isn't just WWE's this writing decision. Oh, and they keep burying Samoa Joe. The fucking crown prince over there is saying, I want fucking Rey Mysterio in that battle royal. I want fucking Yokozuna in that battle royal. I want I want DX to make a return, and I'll pay $5 million, $10 million to do it. So uh, some of the things that are going down in Saudi Arabia is because their prince wants that. And when you pay that kind of money, you damn well best believe that WWE is going to accommodate them as much as possible. But there is no way that Saudi Arabia is going to give them, you know, five years advance fucking funds. And then if WWE doesn't come through, through or there's a major fallout between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia and WWE can't go, what are you going to do? Send the money back again? Stock market will fucking take a dive for them because they got to give money back. So Johnny this Florida's usually pretty good with this information. He says that uh, it's a it's a it's a hundred million dollar deal, and it's ten million dollars a year. Uh, that's that's the low. Yeah. That's very that's the low end of it. That's the low end of it. 
That's the low end of it. That is the low. You think about it. If Shawn Michaels is going to get paid fucking $5 million, let's say, and, and people, you know, the rumors of rock, $20 million is for ridiculous. But just do that math. Just Shawn Michaels is getting half of the money and everybody else is splitting it? Come on. True. That's not the case. It's, it's That's wrong. But you got to look. I hate to say it for everybody out there, you know, you got if you really want those answers, you got to do your research and read their financials. So... We'll see where it goes. But right now, the facts are, and this is what I said about websites out there, until you know 100% sure that WWE is going to move it, keep it, cancel it, shut the fuck up. Because yeah. I watched websites write five different scenarios in three days of what's going on with this. Canceled, moved, back on, removed, back on, scrubbed was the, the magic word this weekend. You know, Sasha Banks, bang, uh, it was back, you know, oh. pregnant, psych, psychological. Shut up. I still, I still think it's psychological, but that's a different story. <laughs> she came back today and she had two moves. I mean, you know, I talked about on Brexit Blasi. I heard three different scenarios. Yeah. The only thing I said was that the one scenario that a few people told me that don't know each other that were pretty consistent is that it will it will almost carbon copy another women woman on the roster who took time off last year for a little bit. And I left it at that. I didn't want to put any, you know, specific thing out there because we don't know a hundred percent. Yeah, but people I, are throwing up the fact that she might have gotten pregnant. I'm like, man, Mikazi, I can't see Mikazi trying to take away the meal ticket like that. I just can't. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm yeah. like it just She's same, on top of the world right now. Like I understand that women's biological clocks tick and they want babies when they want babies, but I don't know. I just don't see Sasha looking for a baby right now. I mean, sure, accidents happen, but you know what I mean? Like, she's still got so much time left in the tank. Like, her career's nowhere near done. Again, if it ends up being a back or something like that, I go back to what I said three weeks ago. And I'm sorry if people didn't like what I said, but this could have been all cleared up. Sasha Bank would have just said to everyone, hey, everyone, you know, got a, a little injury right now I'm taking care of, but I'm good. Don't worry about it. Instead, she puts this fucking picture of a forest with this subliminal message that something might be going on seriously with involving her and a fucking husband and he's supporting her and this and that and you got all these fucking young young fans that read that and fucking think the worst and you got websites that try to put two and two together and they guess and this could have all been avoided yeah you know we still don't know what the issue was we may not know i don't know but if it ends up being just a simple issue with an injury why wouldn't you just write that? Why would you fucking play games with your fans? And, you know, again, I know hardcore Sasha Banks fans like, she don't owe you an excuse. I don't give a shit. I don't right. give a shit. I'm just glad that she's okay and she's back on TV. It's nothing personal. But I don't care the reason why she was off. You know, I, I don't care. It's it's not me being cold. But for everybody out there, look at the, the way all this saga that went on for three weeks you know you look back on it if it ends up being that it was just a you know nagging little injury thing then you say to yourself did she like purposely not say anything to get all of this buzz i don't know right i don't know but just me personally i would have posted you know and don't tell me oh wwe may have told them not to give me a break anyway <laughs> you want to do this contest yeah let's do it man all right you signed up late today and 
you don't, you didn't hear the little teaser earlier. I'm sorry. I'm not going to repeat what you have to post again. Remember, there's two parts to the answer. So I'm going to play you the uh, clip. And again, you have to answer both parts. Don't just give me a one-word answer because you will not get it. So for those who tuned in late, I'm sorry. But uh, here you go. Give me the two parts of the answer. I'm only going to play it once. WCW, where the big boys play. All right, let's see who wins. Wrong, wrong, wrong. This will go, this will, this will probably answer quick. It yeah. wasn't meant to be, you know, crazy hard and everything. Uh, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. All right, we got a winner. We got a winner. We got a winner. Right. Yep. We, uh, Gareth Nelson. Gareth, you want to oh, email oh, me? Boy. Yeah, Don, I'm glad he got it. Don Tony at dontony.com. Or you can uh, send me a little tweet. I'll PM you back and you give me your address and I will send it out to you. For everybody else out there that uh, didn't guess it right and were playing along, here's the answer. I'm sorry about the disco inferno music in the background, but this is what was playing on Nitro. Where the big boys play indeed. Well, at least he knows how to show up. Chris Benoit, and you will see him in action, and you are in for a treat. Be sure of that. Oh, yeah. You know what was funny? Chris Benoit was there before. Yeah. But they tried to play it off like he was And it was funny how they mentioned Japan and never said Canada. Well, why would they? I mean, yeah. You know, I, I put that question on quite He's a clearly few. clearly Japanese man. I mean, look oh, at Oh, sure. Him. He was uh, Pegasus. Pegasus! But um, I, I put that trivia question on a few people, and nobody called Benoit. They, when I first. I got the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I told people, they all said the same thing. They're like, all right, where's his accent? Like, if you actually listen to it closely, like his Canadian accent, you don't even hear it. It sounded like he was purposely trying to sound a little bit more Americanized. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Little. So, congrats to Gareth Nelson. Uh, let's get into a few other things over here. We got SmackDown 1000 tomorrow. I know. What do you think is going to happen on there? You think that uh, The Rock might make a, uh, a he Titan? Has to, he has to. I mean, they, they, still, it's unacceptable that he wasn't at Raw 25. Yeah. It's just not acceptable. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't care about movie stuff and this is an ad. It's just not acceptable, in my opinion. Yeah, like he couldn't just sit there on his phone and give a 30-second promo. Yeah, I know? mean, they always do these clips backstage where people are doing selfie videos and talking about stuff in the video. You mean to tell me The Rock couldn't just have been in his fucking hotel room eating sushi and just cut a promo for Raw 25? You think he might show up? Yeah, he's got to. He oh, you think he's going to physically yeah. show up? Oh, I don't know about physically showing up. That's what I'm saying. You think he'll physically show up? I mean, SmackDown is the brand that was named pretty much yeah. after him. Well, that's why he has to have an appearance. I don't know if it's going to be live. Honestly, they don't need him there live because there's going to be so many other people. Look. Where are they going to be? Um, I, you know what? So someone in chat room, where are they going to be tomorrow? Um, I'm guessing he's closer because today was in Philadelphia. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's going to be so many people on this card. You could have back, oh, Washington, D.C. Thanks, Ben. Um, there's going to be a lot of backstage segments 
whether you can have like 10, 12 people and maybe we'll have a Ron Simmons going, damn, you know, it's <laughs> so it's, it's gonna, you know, it's going to be nice. It just feels like this wasn't hyped up as much as raw 25. No, it, it's, it, and you know what? I'll, I'll even be a little fairer. It doesn't feel like it was hyped as much as raw 1000. Well, SmackDown's always kind of been the bastard stepchild between the two shows. It's always been the B show. Even when the show is doing better than Raw, even when the show is more appealing to fans than Raw, it's always, it's not their flagship. It'll never be their flagship. So, yeah, it's a reason for them to celebrate in order to get some hype on the product, obviously, for SmackDown 1000. Mm. But the reality is, is do you think they're going to go as all out as they would for Raw 25? Oh, no. 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 Not even so. Raw 1000. I mean... It's going to be a fun show. We got Rey Mysterio making his return. Um, yep. Now, look, I don't like doing predictions like that, but if you think of the logic I said earlier about Saudi Arabia, you got Rey Mysterio versus Shinsuke, I guess, for a spot in this rumble thing. Now, if you were the crown prince in Saudi Arabia that likes nostalgia, you know who do you actually think the crown prince would rather have in this battle royal? You know what I mean? Like, think of it like that, and then you'll understand why there's an, uh, you know, almost, you know, maybe bet the ranch that Rey Mysterio is winning that match tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, and you know what? If Shinsuke was supposed to win it, they could have made an extra stipulation that the title was on the line as well. If you notice, there's no title on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, for those interested, Rey Mysterio, WWE did announce other upcoming appearances for him. So if you live in any of these areas and you want to see Rey Mysterio live and in person, you might want to check these out. Uh, he will be in Hartford, Connecticut on the 20th, Boston, Massachusetts on the 21st, White Plains, New York, 22nd. He will be on SmackDown Live the 23rd in Newark and the 30th in Atlanta. He will be in Wales on November 3rd, Scotland the 4th, uh, Birmingham, England on the 5th, and a SmackDown Live in Manchester, England on the 6th. Nice. So he is booked for quite a few appearances coming up. So that should, that should be really cool. Um, you want to talk about this list that came out? Which list is that, DT? The, uh, you know, we've been shitting on these ridiculously stupid top lists that they've been doing lately to try to really overhype their current roster. I mean, the, the top factions of all time we dissected and... You know, what they came out with over the weekend, I just thought was, it just it just goes again of what I've been saying, like how piss poor, pathetic this shit is turning into as far as, you know, just for those that don't know, over the weekend, WWE put up another top five list. It is the top five betrayals in WWE history. Oh, God. Yeah, I did see some of that. Ugh. I originally wasn't bringing this up, but I had a lot of people listening patrons is what is spell as well and i will shout out some patrons in a moment they're like dude we already know i mean i'm pretty much summarizing what everybody said they're like dude we already know what your reaction is going to be to this so just get into it anyway just so people understand the ridiculousness of it so i said okay fuck it i'll bring it up so now you think of betrayals in history you know you think of owen hart turning on his brother, Brett. What? Owen Hart. 
when he turned no. on. Don't you mean the Bellas turning on Ronda Rousey? No, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, 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 I'm okay. saying like when you think of betrayals, big time betrayals in WWE history. Now, we're going to focus on WWE because they did say top five betrayals in WWE history. Now, before anybody says it, and I already went one step ahead. If anybody's going to say, well, they said WWE, so maybe they mean like the WWE era, you know, not WWF. Well, they are, they included a betrayal from 1992. Whoops. All right. So, you know, if they would have left out that betrayal, then say, you know, we're just talking about WWE. Okay, then that's fine. But you think of betrayals over the years, you think of Owen Hart turning on Brett. Mm-hmm. You think of Sergeant Slaughter turning on his country. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, death threats. They had to move the fucking uh, the mania to a different yeah. stadium because of death threats. You think of Paul Orndorff turning on Hulk Hogan in 85. Sure. You think of the mega powers. The mega powers explode. Randy Savage turning on Hulk. That's you know, a good one. when Hulk carried fucking Miss Elizabeth to the back. You know, I could go on and on with this. But the one that I think about more than anything, you know, what about Roddy Piper? He's out there, Hulk Hogan, all of Mm. a sudden Andre the Giant shows up with Bobby Heenan and I challenge you to a world championship match at their WrestleMania. He challenges Hogan to wrestle. You're bleeding, Hulk. You're bleeding. Talk Dutch fucking biggest betrayals. What about Jake the Snake and Ultimate Warrior? Jake the Snake Roberts and Ultimate Warrior is another good one. Fantastic one. When he's putting them through the mind games and shit. Excellent. What yeah. about Shawn Michaels turning on Hulk Hogan when he did the Sorry. Larry King stuff? These are big time betrayals. <laughs> yeah. So so who, what does WWE come up with with their top five? Uh, WWE history. Now, I'm going to say number three first. Because again, if they would have left out this one, then I would have said, okay, maybe they're talking about the current era, WWE era. But number three was Shawn Michaels throwing Marty Jannetty through the window. Mm. All right. That deserves to be in the top five. I have no That's problem true. with that. Number three. All right. I know what number five was. R- Ronda Rousey and the Bellas? Absolutely. The Bellas <laughs> turning on Ronda Rousey is the number five greatest betrayal in WWE history. Yeah. Not... Dude. Rock I challenge you to the World Wrestling Champion Championship match at the WrestleMania. Yeah, not not. Don't you know? Never trust a snake. Yeah, <laughs> never trust a snake. Oh my God, Bret Hart when he turned on the fucking USA. None of this. None of this yeah. on the list. Austin, what about I the bet alliance? I know what number one is though. I, I'm I'm waiting, but I bet you I know what number one. Austin is. joining the alliance. Turning on WWF and the fans. None of the things I said made the top five. None of it. You know, it's. I said this over the weekend. Too bad Roddy is dead. Because Roddy could have looked over the body of Ronda Rousey and said, you're bleeding. <laughs> you're bleeding. You're bleeding. People know what I'm talking about. Seriously. I mean, what a disrespect to Andre and Holga. I said this online too. Hulk Hogan and Andre sold out 93,173. I know it's not the official number, but, you know, that's what WWE said over these years. Sure. The Bellas couldn't even generate 
10% of that. They can't even generate 9,317. You put them as so many Twitter followers and Instagram followers. Fuck that shit. <laughs> the bell is ambushing Ronda Rousey. T number five betrayal in WWE history. Number four. Although I enjoyed this tremendously, this has no business being on there. Kevin Owens ruining Chris Jericho's Festival oh. of Friendship. That was an awesome turn. Fun angle. Fun angle. Absolutely. Not top, not even top 10. Not it, even top 10. It would 10. be borderline 10, but it, I couldn't. I'd put it in the top 25. I wouldn't put it in the top 10. Yeah, no. top 15. I would put it in. The top 15 is fair too. Yeah. Okay. Th that's number four. Number three, as I said, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Number two. Number Wait, hold on. Number two has to be Mark Henry John Cena, right? No. That amazing promo when when everybody thought Mark Henry was going to retire and he turned around and he just beat the shit out of John Cena. You know why I wouldn't put that even You know why I wouldn't even put that in the top 1000? Because John Cena and Mark Henry were not buddy buddy where it's a betrayal. To me that's more of a heel turn. There's a difference between okay. a heel turn and a betrayal. Okay. You Fair know enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's, if somebody just turns heel on someone and they didn't have, like, a close friendship or a relationship, even the Bellas with this Ronda Rousey, the Bellas just fucking started walking out with them one day, like, fucking, like, you get a growth on yourself. I mean, they, we there's no history of them going out and being buddy-buddy. You know, if, if we would have Natty turn on Ronda Rousey, I still wouldn't put it in top five. But I would be like, okay, you know, that, that's a decent, you know, betrayal. But the bell is turning. That's a heel turn. That's not a betrayal. Right. Number two, evolution dumping Randy Orton. <laughs> you know, what was it, thumbs down? Was that it? No, yeah. no, thumbs down is when Batista just, did, you know, turned face, I think. Didn't he okay. turn face? Yeah, they dumped Randy Orton. The number two betrayal of all time. Do you see the trend that everybody on this list is a current performer? Even right. though Triple H, you know, I mean, my Marty isn't, but you know. Oh, Nello's I mean. right. Is, is number one Christian turning on edge? No, 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 no. Is no. number one. Okay, I know what number one is then. Yeah. It's when CM Punk turned on WWE. No. Is that it? No, no, no. 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 Come on, that had to have been the greatest no. turn of all time. The greatest betrayal of all time, according to WWE, right? I would put CM this Punk in the... Turn the company <laughs> i would put this in the top 15 but it's not number one in the history remember this is wwe history okay it, you you think when i think of betrayals i think okay in order to betray someone you have to be close with that person all right mm -hmm. evolution randy orton okay Shawn michaels marty Jannetty, okay kevin owens chris jericho okay bella's with ronda rousey for three weeks is not all right but you know, number one, Seth Rollins betraying the Shield. <laughs> now, look, that was a decent betrayal, but show me where this led to fucking 40,000, 50,000 people seeing fucking revenge and this, this, and that. Seth Rollins went with the authority and everything fucking dispersed. And yeah, you had Rollins and Ambrose for a little while and said, but come on, man. It's not just the actual betrayal, but it is what led up to it and it what transpired. Sergeant Slaughter causing death threats, bomb threats, where you have to fucking change an entire arena, that shows you the power of, of a betrayal. Just because someone betrays on someone else doesn't mean that it's fucking top five, top 10, top 50. I'm telling you, whoever wrote what this- Lita, What about when Lita uh, betrayed Matt Hardy 
and ended up fucking edge and they turned that into an entire storyline and got everybody over this is just i understand they want to generate conversation but that's like a train wreck that's like a woman who is like just totally like that's like an 80 year old woman who comes out wearing a mini skirt and a fucking shirt with no bra underneath with loads and loads of makeup and loads of perfume. And she's doing it just so she could get noticed. All right. Yeah. It, you just because you want something to get noticed doesn't mean it's being noticed for the right reasons. Who do you? I, I said this before. When you put the shield as the greatest faction of all time, do you think that you're helping Roman Reigns, or you think you're pissing off people even more because you're insisting that this is the greatest fucking? Bro- they're the greatest faction, and they're the greatest betrayal in WWE history. It's revisionist history. Matter of fact, me and you had a very interesting conversation a couple of days ago when we were talking about the trivia. Yeah, that. WWE does a lot when it comes to revisionist history. That's what these lists are. Yeah. They're not true. They're not honest. They're just ways for them to revise history so that you believe that what you're watching today is the greatest era in wrestling history. It wasn't that long ago. It was last month, maybe two months ago, that oh, WWE yeah. came out with the, the Attitude Era versus now That's and why the Attitude right. Era can't hold up to the amazing, awesome era that we have now. Like, well, the Attitude Era didn't have cruiserweights. <laughs> the Attitude Era didn't have a women's evolution. And I'm sitting there the entire time going, really? That's that's what's supposed to sway people. WWE are are just the kings of revisionist history. Everything that they do is to lie to the fans and make them believe that no, no, everything is fine. Yeah. Now Leo, Hacksaw turning on America joining Canadian, that's WCW. We left out WCW. If we were gonna include WCW, there's a thousand and we could bring up from Sting being betrayed by the horse. Hulk, I mean, Hogan out. NWO, come on. Oh, Jesus. That's probably <laughs> yeah. one of the biggest. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know, we purposely left out WCW. I gotta make that clear also. But this is just ridiculous, man. And again, you know, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand this is entertainment. But there's got to be a level of common sense and brain skills. And I just can't picture somebody in WWE, like, I I just can't. First of all, whoever writes this to me has got to be somebody who is very, very young. That wasn't around when Hogan Andre feuded, when Orndorff turned on Hogan. They could watch it on WWE Network, but there's no emotion attached to it. They don't understand the business aspect. So whoever it is is very young. WWE.com has turned to shit ever since Joey Styles left. You know, thank you. Thank you. I thought Joey Styles was removed from WWE.com. It has turned to absolute shit. It's, I don't go there. I, I don't go there for news uh, unless I absolutely have to. I try to avoid it at all costs other than the network. I don't, I don't fucking headlines there. I don't like the sports analogies, but I'll use it, like I said, a month or two ago. Right. Anybody out there, if you live in the United States and you're a fan of baseball, take your favorite baseball team, all right, whoever it is, and then turn around and start replacing the greatest legends that played for your team and replaced them from members of the current fucking team in the last five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Met fan, but I'll use Yankees because Yankees are more worldwide. But that's like turning around and now saying Gliber Torres is uh, better than Derek Jeter. 
or even if they did that five years from now, or turn yeah. around and saying that, um, uh, you know, Giancarlo Stanton is the top five greatest outfielders and they omit Mickey Mantle or they omit. So you understand what I'm saying? Like you just can't, I just can't picture, you know, a, a company like this and having somebody work there and you, you know, cause if you notice over the years, Mish, you watch their help wanted and employment and they were how, you know, they've put up help wanted for people to work on the website and do articles and stuff like that. They always talk about, they want someone with a knowledge of history and this stuff. I just can't picture somebody who comes out with something like this and, and somebody high up says, yeah, publish it. Mm. Seriously, how, how do you allow that? I mean, we found out it was a Make-A-Wish survivor, you know, or, you know, somebody won an auction and they got to write an article and, you know, the Shield is their favorite. Oh, I want Shield, greatest tag team of all time. All right, you let it go, you know, but come on. This is just, it's asinine, especially when you look at the average demographic of a WWE viewer. I don't think people understand the average age of a right. WWE viewer. Look it up. Not even going to say it right now. I've talked, said it before, but Google it. It'll blow your mind when you get that answer. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. Um, we're almost done. Uh, I want to shout out our new um, returning patrons, Tom Schwartz, Anthony Alston, John Paul Ling, our newest associate producer, Bad Boy Nico. Uh, just a reminder, uh, Mish and I will be doing breakfast soup this Wednesday. Yep. So if you're a VIP or and a, Member of the family? That's the new little thing on Patreon. Um, you know, I sent the thread earlier, and we will get into everybody's you know questions, and we will get into some other stuff as well. Uh, the blogs that I was hyping up on Patreon, I'm going to do my first one on Thursday, nice. and uh, possibly another one either Saturday or Sunday. Not sure yet. Um, thank everyone again for the well wishes. Uh, we'll get right. into Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, and a few other things momentarily. Plus, I, I want to mention this too. WWE is starting these new documentaries on YouTube mm -hmm. called Untold. Now, it reminds me immediately of, what was that, um, Unsung? Okay. I, I used to love those Unsung documentaries. But they have something on YouTube called Untold. And the first documentary that they did is based on Eddie Guerrero mm. and his effect on the SmackDown brand. It's got interviews from JBL, Cena, Batista, Paul Heyman, Sasha Banks, Aiden English, Vicky, a few others, Kurt Angle. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I know a lot of people were telling me, you got to see it, got to see it, got to see it. So for anyone out there, if you didn't know about it, go on YouTube and uh, check it out. I will definitely comment about it next week. I uh, may even talk about it on Breakfast Soup Wednesday, but I that's, see. yeah, I have a feeling a lot of people weren't even aware that that actually came out. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That yeah, it's it it really, you know, I, there's going to be a lot of re repetitive from before, yeah. but you know what? So what? So It's nice to see. It's it's nice to revisit some of this stuff, you know? I sure. mean, I think I I enjoy a lot of the documentaries, a lot of the 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 trips down memory lane mm -hmm. more often these days than and I, and I hate to openly say it than the regular product. Yeah. Yeah. Um network yeah. What do you think about the network tiers? Like I talked about that with Joey and John and stuff a little bit like that. What do you think about the new tier system that's really going to be pushed out in the next few months? What do you mean? With the network. 
What do you mean as far as the tier? going to have a free? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to have like, you know, different levels. Yeah, it's, you know what? I like it. I like it. Do you know what the difference is between the levels? Well, I don't know the details yet. I mean, I know originally they were going to have one that was like $4.95 and then it was going to go $9.95. And the free stuff is going to be like, do you remember the old school days, the WWE 24-7? Sure. They used to have cable. It's going to be like that where they're going to have old school matches and old school documentaries for free. So you can get the network for nothing. Right. And then the $5 is going to be the big four pay-per-views. And then uh, I think like a lot of the WWE current stuff, mm. like uh, uh, like the table for threes and stuff like that. The nine ninety nine is going to be everything. It's going to be the old school like WCCW, mm. WCW stuff, plus the new stuff on, uh, from the WWE network, plus all the pay-per-views. And then the $15 one is going to be the one that has indies on it. Right. And no ads too, I think. Right, and no ads, yeah. right. And look, it's not a bad thing. I think they're going to get rid of the, you know, sign up now, get the first month free. Yeah. I think that's coming to an end. I really do. I mean, I they think sh- with the tears, it's going to. And, and you know what? And I, I kind of like it because not everybody wants to pay 10 bucks a month. And some people actually want to pay more and yeah. get that extra. And I, and I totally fucking get that too. So it's about time that they catch up with Netflix and Hulu and a lot of these other you know, streaming services that have different tiers for what you want. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a a smart idea. Um, You know, I I mean, I I never canceled my subscription. One time I came close. I'm like, all right, it's $10, it's $10. You know what I mean? And it also helps me doing my research for This Week in Wrestling History. It does help me some, you know, in some cases, getting better quality audio than going through my old collection. But, Mm -hmm. um... You know, it's, uh, I've always thought also, you know what? It's kind of like if anybody's ever with the Sirius XM radio, you know, you could always get that one month free. And what you do is you just keep giving them a bullshit email address and they keep giving you, you know, a temporary password. And you keep getting a month free over and over and over and over again. And then I just said, you know what? For the $5, I'll just subscribe. I, I always thought about doing that with WWE. Just give them a different email address every month, different Gmail, make them up, get a free month. When that runs out, give them a new Gmail. Run mm-hmm. it, you know. But I never went that far. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But if they get to offer indie stuff, it's going to be interesting to see what deals they ink with some promotions out there. Well, you know, Gabe is pretty much under the umbrella. ROH was one of the ones that was definitely mentioned. Sure. So. I mean, getting to be uh, to be able to stream ROH on WWE Network, mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad deal for five bucks a month. Yeah, I don't see Impact Wrestling showing up on there because they have their own digital. I thought they did. Yeah. I thought they were one of the names mentioned too. No, what they did, I remember they did the fan poll. I had gotten it also, and they asked, you know, wh- which of these federations, or no, actually, what it was, it asked you if you would be interested in, and they would show you like examples of shows or, you know, different show ideas. And one of the option was indie promotions such as, or for example, blah, 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 blah. Right. right. That's how, that's how they feel. Evolve was on that list too. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, Shout out to our associate producers, Tygsy Bowers, Bad Boy Nico, as I said earlier, Paul Convoy, Daniel Williams, Dan Hayes Valdez, Justin Rebstock, 
John Miller, Mark Redman. And by the way, just to let everybody know on Patreon, the giveaways, the silver and gold giveaways that we do every month, we are doing it this week. Um, I'm just undecided if I'm going to post a thread on Patreon or if I'm going to contact everybody via PM. Um, I know some people were concerned that if we did it that way, that, you know, more than one person might do the same lucky number. You know what? I might just give prizes to everybody if they get, you know, the oh, same shit. lucky number. I mean, because usually you might get two lucky numbers because, you know, you might get two or three people that will choose 316 because of Austin 316. But usually you don't get anybody really with duplicates. So, you know, I, I will decide by Wednesday and we'll post that up. So John Steck, Ian Mitchell, John Coffey, Russell Sibinala, Andrew 914. Andrew, I'm happy you got your prizes. Brandon Davidson, Zach Spoonamore, Razorback Rob, Jerry Stewart, Magic Johnson, Paul Woods Jr., Rich Maharg, Adam Demoy, Diogo Nobre, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, The Villainous Havoc, Courtney Summers, Croissant and Tamale, The Evil Baker and Food Truck Guy, Billy mm -hmm. Taylor, Nico Time, John Stern, Hassan Al-Hashmi, Brent Webster, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, Outnihia, Anthony Smith, and James Grusin. We will get into more shout-outs a little bit later. Um, and don't forget, as I said, Wednesday, Mish and I will be doing breakfast soup tomorrow. Kevin will be doing Dark Chronicles with Trez. Yes. And then we got, you know, the blog Thursday giveaways this week as well. And so it's going to be a loaded weekend. This weekend, I posted two retro episodes of the Mass Maniac show. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a, quite a few of them to put up and, um, you know, I figured throw up some retro next week. I'm going to throw some vintage hotline reports up there. So, you know, I didn't even realize there's like over 425 threads on Patreon. So you sign up for as little as five bucks, you get fucking crazy amounts of shit now. So I just threw up uh, me and John and uh, Joe did the return of the shit box this weekend. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And it's summer's over. Yeah, I recorded this all on video. So we Ooh. put up the first video shitbox. It came out really, really bad, but you can clearly see us. I, I still got to work on uh, the layout, but okay. everything else is went through. I mean, all three of us are up there. So. Very cool. So that's patreon.com slash wrestling soup. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, definitely everyone check it out. I'm telling you, between wrestling soups, Patreon, and our Patreon, I mean, there's content. It would take you months listening 24 seven to get through everything. Right. There's so much shit on there. It's just, I, we still get people that, you know, every week, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't sign up sooner. It's mm -hmm. just, uh, we really do put it all out there over there. And it's a very tight knit family as well. And they truly are the stockholders of what we do. They really influence what you hear on these shows. You know, they were the biggest reason why the pol political discussions were removed almost entirely um no dirty laundry on the shows no more any little issues handled privately and um you know it's really really cool place to check out i definitely wish everybody would sign up for one month just to check it out even if you sign up for a month and downloaded all the shows and then left and then came back a couple of months later you know wrestling soup on patreon dtkc on patreon patreon.com slash don tony much love kevin owens out with the knee injury. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation as far as how long he's going to be out. You know, I definitely advise everyone, do not read into the reports that he will be out anywhere from four to eight months. 
because what you read right after that sentence is that they will not know the extent of the damage until they actually go in and operate. Right. So if right. you don't know until you actually go in and operate, how do you turn around and say four to eight months? Uh, you know what I mean? It's like estimate though, based upon other people's injuries. Right. But they don't need the extent of the damage until they go in there. Right. So look, he could be out a year. He could be out four months. All I'm saying is, is that until they actually have the surgery and we find out if it's a complete tear or if it teared behind the bone, if it, you know, cause there's a lot of different knee injuries that you can get. We don't know the extent of the tear. So, right. you know, saying four to eight months is like me saying, you know, I'm going to die somewhere between the age of 50 and 90. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, no, duh. I mean, it's four right. to eight months is a big scope because four months means he could be back in time for WrestleMania. Eight months means he misses so. Mania. Yeah, I hope he's back before Mania. Sure, me I, too. I can't see him. Yeah. On that long. Did you, uh, it's kind of a side question. I don't know if you read it or not. No, it's okay. Did you see this uh, stuff going on with uh, Shelly Martinez? Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I okay. read it. I thought about covering it. But the thing is, if you Google it, this is something that's been brought up before. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I saw it. For those that don't know what we're talking about, you you want to tell everybody what? Well, she uh, never brought uh, up the name before. Because right. I remember her talking before. She used to have her own show. Right. I think she had a show with her and her sister or something like that. They would do like a little YouTube show. But Shelly Martinez, uh, people know her from TNA as well as WWE, um, basically came forward and said that uh, Umaga almost raped her. Yeah. Basically, I mean, I, there's... There's more to it. She uh, on in, uh, on Twitter. She says, I almost got raped while on an overseas tour. Since then, the others that have shared with me that they were raped. It's so sad. Um, apparently, there was an interview that she did with uh, what is it? Women's Wrestling Weekly or something like that. Yes, yes. Where she openly said, and here's the full quote. I almost got raped when I was in WWE. We were overseas and there was a guy that I was that I was a guy and he wasn't my boyfriend, but I'm the kind of person who, when I'm just dating somebody, I only date one person at a time to see if I like them or whatever. I'm like a stage four clinger. So what happened is they separated us. And since I was an ECW, what would happen is half of us would go to raw and half of us would go with SmackDown. So when they separated us, there was a group of guys who said, our goal is to see who the first one to get you now that they separated you. I was like, dude, it's not even going to happen. And he was like, he's not even your boyfriend. Who cares? I was like, I don't like, I don't care. I like him. Jesus Christ. Can you say more likes? So it became some kind of sick game. And the next thing I knew, it was after a show and we were partying or whatever. And the only reason why I don't say the names right now or haven't yet publicly is because there's a, a lot that I don't remember and I don't want to be saying stuff that I don't remember, but I will say this and I've never said this before, but there was a group of guys and one of them was Umaga. And when they saw he was getting the most aggressive with me, they left and he got on top of me and I just prayed. One of my fears is being raped because when I was a little girl, I had some sexual abuse stuff. So it's just something that I had feared. So I prayed. Because he's a big guy, and I'm like, please don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. And it was one of those things where God gave me the strength, and I pushed him off of me, and he fell to the floor, and, got, and he got pissed and left the room. Mm. 
the next thing I can remember is being at the show the next night and venting to my girlfriend Melina about it, not telling anyone else. And one of the guys yelled down, hey, Melina, did you smarten her up yet? And I was like, smarten me up to what? To keep my mouth shut? So I went right up to his face and I didn't tell anyone except for her. And I can't remember everything else I said when I got in his face. Mm. A lot of this I didn't remember until a couple of years ago and I was totally suppressing it. And now this is a story that happened, obviously, it was like 10 years ago, is what they're saying? Yeah, yeah, it's about that. Mm. You know, look, I, I, uh, we have the Me Too, obviously, movement. And if it's giving anybody the strength to come forward, it's a good thing. Right. You know, but I always say this with all due respect. There are survivors, there are also accusers, and there are liars, Okay, just because you're a woman and you make an accusation doesn't mean that it's true, right? You know, and I'm going to bring this up for a moment, and we talked about it on Breakfast Soup the last episode. You look at everything happened with that Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and that woman, Dr. Ford. All right, her testimony was very believable. It was. But, But what a lot of people don't understand is that the reason why they really didn't push the issue with her was because of the Me Too movement. But the fact is, is that a lot of people believe that she came up with this name under hypnosis, all right? So if if she doesn't remember the actual act and she's under hypnosis and she believes to herself that this person did it to her, even though it may not be true, you're under hypnosis and you're convinced of something, you may believe it. We will never know the truth. Who attacked her? I believe in my in my gut that she really was attacked. I just don't believe it was him because of all the other evidence. You know, the witnesses, you know, don't recall anything. And somebody pointed out, you know, if she abruptly ran out of the party and went home, how come none of her friends the next day said, why did you leave? What happened is nobody remembers anything. Right. So, you know, it's not that, and I, I brought this up. I'll mention it now. Some people will probably enjoy this, even though, you know, it's kind of creepy. But when I was a kid, and you and I have taught, brought this up on Breakfast Soup two years ago, way before yeah. this Me Too movement came out, and I told, told the story on Breakfast Soup that when I was around 12 years old, me and my friends were hanging out um, in Middle Village where we lived. It was the wintertime. And when we were kids, one of the most popular things to buy in the wintertime was this square rectangular piece of plastic that you would buy at Toys R Us for like 10 bucks. And what you would do is you would fill it up with snow. You would pat it down really, really strong and you would put it, you know, bang it down and you could make an igloo out of it You know, if you make enough of these squares. So yeah. we were on my friend's corner and this guy that used to live on my friend's block, I won't mention his name because he's still alive. He came up to us and there was like five of us and we're all around 12 years old. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And, you know, we were making the igloo and everything. And he's like, oh, you know, can I try? And he basically groped us all. He groped mm-hmm. us all. And I remember my friend, you know, making an ice ball and hitting him right in the face with it. And we all chased him down the block and he ran into his house. At the time, I'd say he's probably in his late teens. But, you know, we never called the cops. We never told the family. Like, we all knew that he was a creep, you know, but everybody in the neighborhood knew. But I remember it to this day because it never left my memory. 
right. remember that it was early afternoon. I remember it was snowing out. I remember it was ice cold. I remember we were on the corner of 78th Street. I remember the guy coming out, you know, wearing this big fucking puffy jacket, asking us what we were doing, and he groped us all. So you remember when you have something like that happen to you, it never leaves your mind. I talk, talked about this over the years a few times. When I was in grammar school in St. Francis Prep, I got out of, got out of a, a bus at a bus stop by Queens Center Mall, and this black guy came up to me, and he ripped the chain off of my neck. And, you know, my point that I had said at that time is I'm supposed to look at everybody black now the wrong way because one black person ripped off my chain. I remember I was in front of a record store. I remember that it was, you know, after a school day. I remember the guy running into the train station and they caught him and I got my chain back. My point is, is that when you go through a tra traumatic experience and you, it never leaves your memory. So when you don't know how you got there, you don't know how you got home, you don't know any of this other stuff, it makes you, you know, a little suspect that, yeah, something happened to her, but if she can't remember those specific details, how do you know this or how do you know that? It's kind of hard to put it all together. So so getting to Shelly Martinez, again, there are accusers, there are survivors, and there are liars. I can't tell you how many times I have watched Investigation Discovery Channel with my girlfriend because she loves that shit. And I see women being questioned by police. Did you drown your kids? No, I didn't. Wailing, crying, you believe every word out of her mouth and it ends up that she backed her car into the, into the fucking lake and drowned her kids. Killed her kids. I don't remember the woman's name. There's other women. Did you kill your husband? No, I didn't kill my husband. I loved him, this and that. And then you find out there's life insurance policy, there's video, there's, there's proof of this. And you find out that they actually did. So my point is, is just because you're upset, just because it has to do with sexual abuse, and just because you can cry and it's believable, doesn't actually mean that you're telling the truth 99.9% .9 of the time. Do right. I believe, Dr. Ford, that something happened to her? Yes. Do I believe that something happened to Shelly Martinez? Absolutely, yes. The reason why I believe Shelly Martinez more than anything is because, number one, she is now bringing up this particular person that, that, that she confided in, which was Melina. She remembers the overseas tour. She remembers Umaga. She remembers a few other things. She remembers she was partying. You look at all of those details, it can be corroborated. So I don't think that she's lying at all. I know on, you know, you could play devil's advocate and say, well, the mug is no longer with us. So, you know, you could blame anybody who's deceased. But I kind of believe that what she's saying is the truth. We'll never know the actual truth. But I, I believe her. But everybody needs to understand, with all due respect, just because someone claims sexual abuse, just because the Me Too movement you know, doesn't mean that everyone is telling the truth 110% of the time. Some people could be exaggerating. Some people could be lying. Some people could be doing it to get attention. You know, look, I've been at parties where, you know, you, you're drinking, you're hanging out with someone. Me, because I was a fat bastard at the time, nobody wanted to fuck me. So I didn't even try. All right. But, you know, people are partying, you're, you're drinking, you might be doing lines or something and you get a little bit in the mood and you try to make moves on someone. No, I don't want to do it. No, no, no. Stop. That's not necessarily sexual abuse unless you're groping, pulling clothes off, putting hands over their mouths and stuff like that. But if you're trying to make moves on someone and the person says no and then they're like, stop and you stop, 
you know, it's it doesn't mean that every single thing is sexual abuse. Could be right. striking out, you know. But what Shelly Martinez is describing is sexual abuse, without a doubt. Just that people need to take a step back, and just because the person claiming it, you know, you, you know, is against someone or is for someone, or is it, you have to honestly keep things in perspective. When I saw all of these protesters. Uh, uh, chasing um, Ted Cruz out at a restaurant. And they're all chanting, I believe uh, uh, survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. And it all had to do with Dr. Ford. No, you believe accusers because we don't know proof that she really was attacked. Right. We believe it, but we don't know for sure. So I don't, don't know. This whole thing really strikes me as odd only because... You know, Shelly Martinez over the years has been kind of flitty. I guess that's a nice way to say it. You know, she's a little I like Shelly Martinez. I've always been a fan of her. She's a nice girl. Work. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But she seems very, I don't want to say story driven, but she's, Look, she's just a different kind of person that I wouldn't find myself having a decent conversation with. Now, does that matter in the long term of what she's actually implying here? No. Hmm. The reality is, is it's odd that she would pick such a like i think she remembers everything like this whole thing of her sitting there saying that i don't remember parts i don't remember parts i don't believe her i don't believe her at all i believe she probably remembers very fucking clearly mm. you know what i mean sure sure like because she knows well enough to keep people's names out of her mouth right because she's aware she has enough uh, uh awareness to realize that she doesn't want to get in trouble in the or banished or, or banished, whatever. yeah, right. She doesn't want to get blackballed or anything else like that by mentioning people's names that are either still working in the company or still have important ties. Right. So this whole thing of her sitting there saying that, oh, I don't remember, I don't remember. I that's what I don't believe. Yeah. Now, do I believe that you know? Uh, Umaga probably forced himself on her or something like that during a night of them partying. Mm. That doesn't sound so, so, so far fetched. I mean, we don't know Umaga's personality for that, you know, for that part, you know, the way he was treating women and stuff like that. We don't know other than through Shelly Martinez's mouth, but the idea that two people got really drunk and really high or something like that together. And then somebody did something that, uh, was not exactly welcome. That doesn't seem that, you know, auspicious. Sure. It's, it's something that's, you see stories happen like this all the time. Right. You know, and especially in an environment where you take, you know, beautiful people and you cram them all together for all these little party sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of shit happened behind the closed doors yeah. within WWE sure. back then. And even now. Yeah, so it's, look, it's, it's just a shame that, you know, people, you know, on one side of the coin, believe every single woman that makes an accusation, you know? Right. And then on the flip side, there are people out there that will, you know, be the complete opposite. It's just, you, you, you will never know. We will never know the truth. I mean, Melina, you know, could possibly come out if that's what she's talking about, you know, may come out and say, yeah, I do remember when she told me about this and I remember this, I remember that. But, you know, then you're putting Melina on the spot, which honestly I don't think is is wrong because abuse is abuse. Sure. It's just, sure. you know, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, like, look, yeah, you're, mean, partying. you're partying. You're partying. 
Right. But I mean, everybody's heard of the story that dude got too drunk and started grabbing some other, sure. other dude's girlfriend and then got his fucking lights punched out. Yeah. You know, that's like a, a, a staple of the American story. Yeah. <laughs> Look, could so. could they have partied a little too much and somebody got in the mood? Yeah. Yeah. Did it get to the point where, you know, that she really thought she was being raped or, you know, someone was going to, you know, try well, to make the moves? We don't know. We don't so we don't Mark know. Was what? Four. What was he like? Three eighty five. Yeah, he was big dude because I was I was actually looking at the Steve O, you know, beat down that he gave him because it's this yeah. next week's show this week in wrestling history and big motherfucker you know right. say you pushed him off and he fell to the floor you know if you're pissed drunk yeah that could happen but sure. i we will never know i i tend to believe what she's saying but again i will always in the back of my mind you know always look things in the, the overall perspective sure. not because someone's democrat or republican not because it's someone i liked or disliked but you have to use a little bit of common sense well here's know. the the reason that I feel that she's probably more trustworthy in this is because she's not looking for anything. Right. She's not looking to sue anyone. She's not even looking to open up the rest of the story. Right. You know well, what I mean? Well, now it's going to open a can of worms because everybody's going to be talking about it. And she may feel the need to go a little further. And on the flip side, that's, that's it may make pressure. her feel more comfortable to talk further. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a girl who's held us inside for at least 10 years. So sure. the fact that she's getting peer pressured now doesn't necessarily say less about her. You know what I mean? Like she kept yeah. that shit in for 10 years. Yeah. So you, you really have to weigh it out. If, if it wasn't true, you know, then you would, I would, you would almost kind of expect her to be looking for, you know, attention or money or something like that. And she just, she's not giving me that vibe. Right. I'm just going by what the way I feel sure. that you, the situation is being you handled. You have every right to have that opinion. And, I, and I'm very making it very clear. It's just a feeling. Yeah, I, I sure. don't have anything to grasp this on. It's just after seeing what other Me Too people have used it for, right. people that shout Me Too, usually it's for attention or money, and she's not doing those things. So if that's not her game is attention or money, then what is it for? Right, right. Well, if it's just to make her, if it's just in her mind to let other people know that she's been down that same path, then that's an altruistic path. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. But if she turns around next week and goes, well, WWE owes me millions of dollars, <sighs> you know, yeah. what do you want to do? Sure. So. Uh, keeping the name Martinez fresh for a moment, uh, Punishment Martinez signed to deal with WWE. It's going to be uh, at the Performance Center uh, pretty much any day. Start working for them, which is pretty cool. Cool. I want to shout out our uh, remaining associate producers, Michael Cuomo, Daniel Warren, Brian Byrne, Rob McCabe, Marcus Antonius, the Metaphor Isaac Fox, Spider Lewin, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Frank O'Shea, Brandon Rice, Julian LeBlanc, Anna the Gay Banana, Douglas McKay, Murray Coombs Jr., Kenneth Hewlett, Russell Zavala, Donald J. Trump, James Deal, Crestman, C.J. Uihara, Scott Woodford, Toby Deshong, Jason Pratt, Josh Wilson, Mandingo Chamberlain, Lucio Dalban, Sean DeMarsh, Bob O'Mac, Tim Everhart, Jeffrey Collins, Matt Militia, and Mark Israel. Thank you so much as always. Shout out to all of our patrons. They are the reason why these shows are still free for everyone. And once again, patreon.com slash wrestling soup, patreon.com slash Don Tony. Little as five bucks, you blow you away what you get. 
and you help yeah. us keep these, you know, free and help us keep the bills paid a little bit. Everyone check out Texas Podcast Massacre. Awesome podcast focusing on horror films and, you know, being C-rated movies, whatever that you would call them. Rock yeah. Reviews. Awesome podcast reviewing mostly hard rock, you know, in a very unique way. Yeah. You've cut pro, 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 promos for them as in the past. They are entertaining as fuck, even though half the albums I've never heard of. Mm. Sneaker Addict, DJ Dells. Dells, I got your box today. I didn't open up yet. I left it at work. I forgot. I will look at <laughs> it tomorrow. Thank you. And shout out to Andy Rocketeer, artist extraordinaire. Did some really, really cool artwork for me today and really unexpected what he did for me. It was really, really cool. Um, some people will see some of the graphics very, very soon. Elman Shah is a displayed store. It's pop culture artwork on metal. I have been a, cust been a customer of his. Check out his store. You can get the link on our website, subzerocomics.com for all your wrestling, comic book, and pop culture collectible needs. Your Best Bargains LLC has an Amazon store and an eBay store under the same name. Last but not least, Christ in the Toyverse has a podcast on YouTube. Search the name Undercover Capes. They review very unique toys. The Michael Myers figure that they reviewed last week was fucking epic. And they did an awesome review of yours truly's bobblehead. Yes. So that was awesome. I mean, that really, I showed it to my father. My father's like, what the fuck is this? He's not a wrestling fan. He doesn't know wrestling at all. So he got a kick out of it. You know, it's his way of getting a kick out of it. Um, we're almost done. Just a couple other things very quickly. Uh, Randy Orton, he is very pissed off at the recent WWE 2K19 video game that came out. I personally think he looks okay, other than the fact that they gave him way too much hair on his head. But um, somebody posted a screenshot of his head up close that did not look good. And he basically told uh, the, the game makers, fuck you, which is pretty funny. Um, for those in my neck of the woods that might be interested in going to the WWE at Madison Square Garden, December 26th, they changed the lineup from SmackDown to Raw due to ticket sales. Mm. Um, did you see what Nikki Bella said about AJ Lee? Oh, is she starting more shit? No, I didn't see well, what she said. Well, you know what? Oh, wait, 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 about her. She wanted her at Evolution. Yes. Right? yes. Yeah, that's, come on. Honestly, she does not want AJ Lee at Evolution. Yeah, look, God. the Bellas may be very subpar in the ring, but they are not stupid. We have never questioned their intelligence. They are very, very slick in what they do. They are very, very smart. Nikki Bella, say what you want about her, you know, overhyped and, you know, the, just whatever. But she is very, very smart of what she said about AJ because she knows better. Mm -hmm. You know, strike those flames. Not only will she get her ass handed to her, but, you know, the whole thing about her being, you know, the leader of evolutionists, it could backfire tremendously. She, Nikki Bella was at the Ace Comic Con convention Friday in Chicago. And somebody asked her if she ever wanted to wrestle AJ Lee again. And she said that she wanted AJ to be part of Evolution. Quote, I was hoping she'd be part of Evolution. AJ was a huge part of the women's division. 
I'd love to wrestle her again. We had good chemistry. I felt that our feud with her and Paige really helped with the evolution. It would be so fun. Yeah. It'd be fun for Nikki to pin fucking AJ. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And she's very, very smart. Taking that high road and showing a little love to AJ keeps all the AJ fans off her back. And it also makes Nikki look Oh, wow. She said some really kind words about A. Notice how AJ, I don't think, thanked her. No, of course not. AJ, I, I wouldn't doubt that AJ doesn't even follow her. No. Yeah. yeah. Very, very slick on Nikki Bella's part. Very, very smart. I have to give her credit oh, for that uh, one. Nikki's, Nikki's political. Nikki is totally fucking political. Yeah. 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 Uh, with that, um, just one last thing for those that are interested. Tonight on the WWE Network, they released a new table for, for three. This one features Kevin Nash, DDP, and Big Show, and they're basically just talking about WCW stuff. Mm. So Cool. Yeah. So, Mish, anything else you want to get into before we call it? No, I think I think we covered everything, DT. Yeah, I owe you big time, man. I uh, really do. Seriously, I, the, the last man. two weeks, you know, I will talk to you privately, so... No worries, dude. I'm glad. Uh, shout out to Gareth Nelson again for uh, winning... Yeah. Tonight's uh, audio trivia quiz. That was, that was pretty good on him. Yeah. You know, to be honest, when I when I heard that clip, because DT played it on me, you know, first, and I got the year right, but I couldn't figure the voice. Matter of fact, I even fucked up with Eric Bischoff. I thought it was Tony Schiavone. Yeah. The wall. I was shocked at how many people that I had sent it to got it wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not easy to do these audio trivia contests, you know, because, you know, there's so much content out there. I'm trying to like come up with things. I mean, the next, I will let everyone know the next contest that we do is going to be a, who am I? It's not going to be an audio clip, but how we're going to do it in the chat room is I'm going to do, we're going to do a, who am I? I'm going to post a hint and then we'll see if anybody gets it right. If nobody gets it right, then I'll give another hint and another hint until we get a winner. But I have one lined up that I will predict there'll, there'll be at least four or five hints before someone gets it right. Right. Yeah. And one thing I promise, whenever we do these contests, it'll never be ridiculously stupid where, you know, we play like a clip of a voice and it's someone that you never heard of before that was on TV for one appearance and done. Like, it, it'll be... Uh, general enough where you know we don't put any dick moves and put any real you know fucking tremendously difficult contests we'll usually keep it fairly easy yeah so yeah all right, Mitch. All right. yeah well, oh listen I, I i didn't want to say this publicly but i'll tell you since we're on i'm going to the doctor wednesday to get some of the stitches taken out my okay. appointment is at 1.45, so I won't be back in, to my neck of the woods probably until around 3, 3.30 Eastern. So when we do breakfast soup, we got to, I guess, figure out, you know, when we can do it. Okay. All right. That's fine. We'll talk. We'll talk between now and then. I got, uh, it, it's a global balding on Wednesday, so the only thing I need to do is record John uh, for global balding. I don't actually talk. Okay. So All right. I can actually probably run longer as long as I can record him. Okay. Well, so. you know, we'll we'll talk about it. I guess we'll figure it out. No worries, dude. Thank you, my friend, as always. I'll talk to you tomorrow for sure. See you, folks. All right. Take care. Be well. Shout, uh, oh, yeah. Real quick. Uh, yes. Shout out to. Shout out to. And he hung up. Oh, he was just.
playing funny, everybody. You know what I did the last couple of weeks, everyone? When the show is over, I mute the uh, sound really quick so you didn't hear that stupid little Skype sound effect. So I think he was just playing around now. I definitely didn't hang up on him. So yeah, Miss is trolling, but he's good people. Everyone, don't forget uh, DTKC show. We return as a duo this coming Monday, the 22nd of October. Remember, next week is Evolution, so we will be having a predictions contest on Patreon. For those listening live, stand by for a moment. For everyone on the download, thank you for the support as always. Follow me on Twitter at DonTonyD. The website, DonTony.com. Email me, DonTony at DonTony.com. Patreon.com slash DonTony. And if you like what we do, you know, tell your friends. Tell your friends about it. I know we've been around for a long time, but you'd be surprised how many people still will tell us, wow, just learned about your show, love it, this and that, blah, 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 blah. So it'd be really cool. And thank you as always for the support. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Ciao, everybody. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Beer koozies. Tattoos. Muffs. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurer agent myhealthpolicy.com